Love music. Live sport. Talking football with Bill Young, Hugh Burns, and Gordon Young on Rock Sport Radio. Good evening. It's the first one of the week, and it's good to have your company. Don't forget, we're online across central Scotland and further afield. Uh, you can also listen to us on your smartphone and your smart speaker uh, using the TuneIn and the Radiogram apps. And you can watch us, as always, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Periscope. Uh, being a Monday, of course, that means that we're in with uh, Hugh Burns. And Gordon Young, no relation to me, lucky for him. And uh, Just looking at us, Bill, you know we wouldn't be later. How's that? You'd get your money back in the ghost train. <laughs> That's not the first time I've heard that. You're sat next to him. He's got a new haircut. He's, he's gave me, do you like it? Must have do you like his haircut? He must be on a promise. Yeah. <laughs> You got a shed you could keep pigs in. <laughs> I used to have a coos lick. See, it makes face to wash every day, aren't oh, Here we go. The old ones are the best. Every week I get the same patter. The same patter. I thought you'd have been giving us a wee bit of stick about, you know, the lack of. A lack of hair up top. No, no, listen, I've always wanted to work with right, said Fred. I told you that before. <laughs> that's what, that's what I think it. he's talking up his tan. He's, he's just no long back from a beer. So if there's anybody in Facebook on watching it live, uh, Gordon Young is definitely for me uh, hitting the sunshack right now. He's got, a, he's definitely got a month. He's got a month in the sunshack. You think he's got one of the vouchers for his birthday yeah. or something? I, I get no. it. Is that what it is? I, I, work, I work outside. You know that? I work. You work outside up at Cove. Aye. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I there was snow at Cove the other day. What are you talking about? Aberdeen Riviera. <laughs> is this? Is it? So you tell me it's windburn more than anything else? Weather beaten. Weather beaten. <laughs> Train Saturday morning, fantastic. Did you? 15 degrees, right? At Cove? What was, what was the temperature at Cove? 15. 15 degrees? In Cove on Saturday? Uh, that was in the house. I was going to say, <laughs> it, there was snow. It was a three-barrer on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, so it was the cross keys, the Queen's Head, <laughs> the Friar Tuck. <laughs> and what other bars did you do? No, your Wally's wee chipper. Now, have you ever done the thingy? Have you ever done that thing in... You've, you've probably done it, Bunsy. The Linlithgow 10. No, but I've been invited. That Billy for basket, Mad Billy's asked me to go after You get a T-shirt if you do it, you know. They give you a T-shirt at the end. I've done the Linlithgow 10. I must be all just in a wee... 10 boozers? A wee Aye. strip. Must be a wee strip. Aye, it's a, it's a it's pub crawl. My daughter's been on it. I've never been on it. I don't drink, so, you know, pointless me going on it. 10 hoffs. I, oh. I, I, I think we'd be fleeing with 10 hoffs now. Nah. Could you do 10 halves easy? Aye. Marable boy. Stop him, mate. That's the bowling club with big Don't measures. forget, he's in <laughs> training at the weekend. <laughs> bowling club measures. What's that one today in Glasgow, the sub crawl? <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the subway line? Don't know. I've, not, I've, never, done, I've never done that either. My daughter and her pals, they do that. Never done and they all that. get dressed up. Can you imagine you're in one of the locals and Spider-Man comes in this week and then... <laughs> Next week, there's some super the Joker. Ah, the Joker yeah, comes in. Fantastic. <laughs> I think we should get dressed up for Halloween anyway. I don't know when it falls. What is it? Thursday. 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 Don't know yet. Mm. To so be you honest, with Freddy Krueger tonight. <laughs> 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 He does a little bit like Freddy Cougar. He does. He's not quite got the same pop marks. Laughing there, baby. He does a little bit like Freddy Cougar. You're right. Think the polo next will come back in, Mel? No. 
not yeah, my life like, time. That's a Zara, man. Eh, Poland, eh? What are you talking about anyway? Where'd you get that? That's, that's a massive space. Did you got. vote for Brexit because you'd get fishing rights back and things like that? <laughs> 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 I thought that was many old goalies jersey. Aye, I remember <laughs> that. to number one. Remember the old goalies jerseys? Is that right? Are the old goalie go- goalie jerseys? <laughs> Take me back. Tommy, Tommy Lawrence. <laughs> flying pig. Sweat like Tommy Lawrence. <laughs> I've got a summit underneath at all. You're wearing a simit? Aye. Oh, good well, it's jaggy, isn't it? <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> jaggy. <laughs> My old Gramp used to say, simit and drawers a couple of warmers. <laughs> Dear. Uh, listen, boys, I want to move on to something a wee bit more serious. Peter Cormack announcing, well, his family announcing that he's suffering with dementia on the, the, the in a week where the SFA are talking about banning younger players from, from heading the ball. Um, I'll get, let's get your thoughts on it generally. I mean, Hugh, you and I spoke to uh, the chief medical officer at the SFA last week who told us about the report done at Glasgow University, uh, which highlighted that there was a correlation between football Head impact, not specifically heading, I must emphasise, he did say that, but head impact uh, and, and saying that footballers were three to five times more likely to get dementia. Um, and with that kind of, uh, if you like, revelation and with more and more footballers now coming out and talking about that they have this horrible disease, everybody's shouting that there must be more research done now. Yeah, well, John McLean, the, the club doctor uh, at Scotland, was magnificent last week. He, he covered loads of things that we didn't know and we were engrossing what he was saying. He was on for a good hour and he just, you know, just it just rolled off his tongue. He was brilliant in his knowledge of that particular uh, horrible I'm not making fun here but you haven't got it and I think I have because you remember John McLean's name and I never yeah John yeah he's um, he's, he's been the Scotland team for I think 34, 35 years he was saying a long time you know and it's a, it's another the, the old school Peter Cormack and you know it's a, it's a whole line of people who over the last two or three years of that era playing have all suffered that are all suffering and there'll be more, Bill. There's no doubt about it. Craig Levine had a great thing in the record last week where he's questioned the amount of times that he headed the ball as a centre-back. The, the, the training sessions that we used to do, youngie, with big Davy Proven over in the, the Albion, and it was a, a specialised just heading all afternoon. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, was, I was never great in there, and it used to hurt me all the time. And, and there'll be players who, you know, be the same age as me, you know, dementia, and, and, and it, it seems to be... Of any age now, you know that way. You know, you know. There's no. It's non-discriminatory. Well, Kids can get dementia. Yeah. You know that's right. And 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 Peter Cormack is the latest one, and we've lost so many good people with it. Um, there'll be more to follow. And well, you know, I'm not saying anybody's responsible, any particular <clears throat> person, but um, they, they'll have to have a look at it. And I really genuinely think the way ahead is. Stop the kids heading the ball, youngie. Well, I worked in America and um, they weren't allowed to head the ball until they were 14. I heard you saying that. And, uh, you know, so I went there and I'm, I'm in charge of a massive uh, soccer school, soccer, all underneath the first team. I was in charge of being a technical director. So I've got the curriculum all written out. And I hand my heart, I don't even think I would have many exercises for heading the ball for young kids. But they were banned from heading it. And to the extent, if the ball hit their head... It was a free kick or a penalty. Really? Now, we then... Uh, it's no coincidence they develop a, a style of play 
that's on the ground. Yeah. Because any point to put the ball in the air. You can't hear it. And I used to right away the first couple of games, I'm looking at them getting corner kicks and they're putting balls in the box and the guys are heading it with their shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, you, you, you can't play the ball in the box. Now we need to play everything short. Because mm-hmm. all the, the outfield play was all based on ball retention, ball possession, and they, they just couldn't head of the ball. Mm-hmm. And then, interesting, how they weaned them onto it was they started with balloons and then they went with sponge balls and then they went with what we'd call flyaways, light balls, and then they gradually integrated into 16-year-olds heading the ball. But you, on a, on the flip side of that, they're really, really poor at heading the ball. Mm. Yeah, but, well, I don't know what age Peter is. You know, do you, 73. 73. But Jeff Astle's family, they've, you know, since his death... Yes, you're absolutely right. I watched a programme and yeah. they, they've, um, they've lobbied continuously... Um, when he had been diagnosed way before he died, uh, all his family uh, mm-hmm. about uh, an investigation, and it's no, it's not really rocket science. You go back to the type of ball they played with in the fifties; it didn't have any seal on it, so it soaked up water, and that ball's dropping out the sky. Peter McCloy smashing the ball up in the air, and somebody getting underneath it. Yeah, that, it. That, that, yeah, that's that. That isn't normal. That that was it. Fourteen ounce a ball, or, or the balls used to be fourteen ounce, but you then soak it with water. It's double and treble the, the weight. But I think, I think you know, you've got to look at, you know, God rest him, Billy McNeil. You've got to look at um, Stevie Chalmers. Well, you've got to look at, you've got to look at Jinky Johnson because he said it's not... It's, uh, it's, it's, it's motor neuron yeah, as well. Yeah, it's motor neuron as well. But, um, it's, you know... But it's even the players before these guys, you know, and OK, yeah, they, we'll be getting to the age and they will be pushing on anyway. But that seems to be... The catalyst for people taking notice, you know, players who played. But if they're, chugging, if they're throwing out a statistic saying you're four and five times more likely if you played football, that's the studies that are saying. Yeah, but he also said the flip side of that as well. If you you would be um, less likely to get lung cancer and various diseases that, like yeah, that, you know, yeah. the, because the, of the lifestyle. Because yeah. of the lifestyle, I, I get it. Um, but it's scary. But it doesn't balance it out. No, no, it's scary because you know. You, actually, you know something, you, you actually think that, yeah, we're getting older. And there'll be things that, that, you know, where as we're getting older, you forget stuff, don't you? And you go, because we're reading that much about it in the paper now, and you're going, you know, that, that must be terrible, you know, having, you know, dementia and, and at an early age. And because we're reading about it constantly, it, it definitely puts a doubt in your mind. You, you wonder, you just wonder. Excuse me. Well, listen, if you look, if you look at the, the modern game, how many strikers are out there who you, you would say were absolutely proficient at heading the ball? No, no, <clears throat> no. Because the academies are not really, they're not under any uh, obligation to stop heading it, but they don't encourage it because the ball's played in the ground. And sometimes that, you see, I mean, I've, I've been on record saying that, I think Rangers sometimes play like an academy side, they go side to side, side to side, <clears throat> side to side. Um, I'm not suggesting you put your foot through the ball, but there's, there's no many players in the leagues that I know that are, you know, proficient ahead in the ball. Well, let me ask you a question, and we were talking about Jeff Assel's family, and obviously other families are now saying there needs to be more research and all the rest of it. It makes me wonder what the outcome actually that they require is. I mean, are they looking to apportion blame on people? If so, Definitely. if so, who do you apportion the blame on? The club? The FA, the the SFA, uh, the ball manufacturers. Who do you apportion blame onto? And in apportioning that blame, 
what do you expect out of it? You know, just to say you did it. Mm. You know, I, I don't really understand. I can understand now having the information available and then making decisions about developing young players, for example. That I can understand retrospectively. It's tragic. It's horrible. But I don't understand what you what people would want to get out of it. Is it some kind of compensation? I don't think it is. I think that they want to highlight the problem. I think that the compensation, you can never compensate for watching someone waste away in front of you like that. So I, I don't think, I genuinely don't think these families, like Jeff Astle's family and anybody else, is looking for compensation. I think they're looking for recognition of a problem. Yeah, recognition. But once you recognise it, yeah. what do you do with that recognition? Well, I think at the end of the day, they will want an answer. They'll, they'll want somebody to say that, you know, but I think it's very difficult, you know, for the FA to, you know, to, to cop the blame for it, really. Or the SFA. Or the SFA here as well. Um, and and, and the, the Jeff Astle thing has been been on the go for a while. It's, it's just not recently came to light that, you know, they've been... You know, rallying uh, for a long time. Thirty years they've they've been behind this campaign. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Going back those days and those characters and those players, can you ever imagine somebody that was manager at West Brom at that time or any other club? Can you imagine your Matt Busby's, your Harry Catricks, people like that, your Ron Greenwoods, your Bertie Mees, centre their big striker, their big centre forward as he was at the time? I don't want you to put the nut in the ball. No, because the game was played a lot different then, Bill. These you guys know. were professional players <clears> in the <throat> same way that they are today. They would they, they would have seen that as part Here's of their one. job. See, if you go back to those days <clears> and you <throat> look at the old footage, in, and even the old pictures, what was the player doing? What was the player notably doing, mostly doing in these pictures? They're in the, head, the they're in the air, head in the, head ball. In the ball. That's most of the action pictures you see from those days. Head in the ball. If, if you go back <clears> further <throat> and further, when the rules, when the game started... There's no medical uh, knowledge. Yes. So and, and the, the rules of the game were you you couldn't handle it. So you kick it, header it, pass it, dribble it, and all the rules, whatever how many hundreds of them are all divisions of this, that, and the other. There's no ban any head in the ball, and the rules are made what 150 years ago, 160 years ago. Interesting, and I I could see it, especially what's on America. I could see them banning head in the ball. Your coaching sessions at Cove, um, you know, I would imagine it'll be limited if you're like doing warm ups like we volleys and me headers and me, you know, soft headers as such. Uh, there'll be nothing saying right. We're going to be working on my head and nothing like that. Today. Nothing. Yeah, you, you, you made me think here uh, just when you mentioned that earlier on. I've got a defensive drill that involves the back four, how they get in shape to defend across. But see, when I think about it, not many times. Are we actually putting the ball at head height? I'm more looking at their body position to stop a cross, yeah. picking up a man, not letting anybody get a, a free shot away. But then if, if you flip it to a Saturday, there's teams, a lot of teams in that league, and they go back to front, and it involves flicking the ball on, and runners going in behind, or balls up to strikers to, to knock it back. There's very, very few drills now. that you, Remember the days where you would get the ball out to the... The, the, the white player, guy. The full back going to overload, 
overlap the, the winger and get the ball in the box and the striker would come in and head it. <coughs> what we didn't find out anymore. what we didn't find out from John McLean, it's interesting you talking about in America you've got to be sixteen before you start to head a ball. Yeah. What we didn't get was are you more or less vulnerable at a certain age? Yes. That's that's what that's what they're based they, that's what they base it on. But you take it a bit <coughs> further and you said is there a, a motive in America because of the the legislative powers they've got they would sue clubs. They would you get sued for. Yeah, but youngie, with all due respect, I think we are more more litis, uh, lit, litigious here now than they are in America. I mean, we've got all the same people: medical claims, PPI claims, this claim, yeah, but that no, claim. Not to the extent. Well, I, I disagree. I, th- I think that we've got as litigious as they are in America now I, I think in this given, country. Given their culture, they they would be the pioneers. They're saying right. Well, let me, let, let me ask you, let me ask you, I'm, no a, I'm a player for a club, right? I'm a player for a club, one particular club, and I end up in that position, heaven forbid, that I've got some kind of dementia that's that's onset, and my family or someone associated me decides to put, you know, pursue this. Who do they put the claim against? Me, because they would say, you practice that move. Just exactly. So would you have an individual claim well, in club, America? The club, they would say, right, you, you practice, you, you put balls in there, and you, like, we encouraged Bill Young to head the ball. We made him head of the ball. No, you can't make somebody do it though. But a flash number, of game number plan, one, flash of game planning, you're saying. Yeah, but I you, want the you, ball, ca- the you can't make me head it. Number one, number two, then do you look next at the ball manufacturer? Mm-hmm. Is it the type of ball? Is it the weight of the ball? Is it the design of the ball? Is it the fact that the ball's been made lighter rather than heavier, that, that it moves at a higher velocity? Therefore, the impact is actually higher. It's heavier when you head it back in those days, but it moves quicker now. Well, not just heading it. Remember the one murder McLeod? Get cleaned yeah. out and Chirin. Yeah. I mean, that, that wasn't a header. That, <clears throat> that was just knocked out with the ferocity. That but you shot. see guys getting battered with them now and they get hit in the chest or they get hit in the, the stomach and they go down for God knows how long. Happened yesterday. I watched it in the uh, the Liverpool game. Yes. I think I think if it went to court on a claim, which you think it might eventually end up doing, I think it would be hard to stand up in court. It would be difficult to, to find say someone who was the party that yeah. was directly responsible. And, but Bill, I have got to agree with you as well. And you're saying they want to know and they, get, they want to get to the bottom of it. For me, Bill, financial financial uh, gains are in people's thoughts as well. For me, only my opinion, mate. What do you think, Youngie? Uh, it's a society we live in, but just knowing... Experiencing the American side of it, I could really see how they would they would go down an avenue of saying, right, you actually trained to play that particular way and encouraged, maybe not major, but encouraged you ahead of the ball. But then if so they find if, out- if, it, if it was banned, let's just say it was banned and a ball came and it was head height, what's your natural response? Well, what, what about Harry Kane's goal yesterday? Yeah, the one saying that wasn't if we banned heading. Now he's had to stoop and header that Stoop? Ball. He was crawling on his hands and knees finish, and header that. Because yeah, his reaction was to, to... Now, if we're ban, ban heading, that's no goal. Yeah. I, I think the ball now is manufactured, certainly, you know, uh, to be more... Le- of less damage to, to the player. Uh, you know, I don't think... Yeah, but you say that, Hugh. I watched a thing on TV the other week. It was a documentary and they were talking about the way balls had changed. And they said now the lighter... 
but they actually travel far Faster. quicker. Well, the Alan and Shearer... So it's, get, it's, yeah. getting, it's, getting, it's like getting hit by a car. The Alan Shearer documentary was very, very good. <laughs> Kenny, you know, took you right back to it and, and watched it, and he was of the opinion, he was a bit scared on after seeing you know, Scansy of his brain, his head, everywhere where he headed the ball, and there was nobody headed the ball any better than Shearer, probably one of the best headers of the ball ever in, in world football, and and he's concerned, he is concerned about his future welfare, which I think most people are. I remember going down to Fulham and loan, and um, it was Ray Lewington was a manager, who's now who's mm-hmm. been everywhere, and um, his assistant at the time um, was a guy called Gary Peters, and they held me back one session. Uh, we trained, you know, Fulham on the lower tier of English football. And, and um, I went down on loan from Dunfermline. And uh, it was fairly bait. They wanted to see me. They weren't striking the ball. It was zooming balls to me. I was taking a touch, zipping it back. Um, all different stuff that a coach would maybe ask you to do because they, they hadn't seen me play. Mm-hmm. Then, I, I'm not, honestly, I'm not exaggerating. Then... They started shelling these things to me, right? And I'm in the halfway line, he's saying the 18-yard box, and he's shelling these things to me, Bill. And I, I, I was, as a defender, I was torturing there. You know that way? I just had, I never timed it well. I just, I was always giving fouls away, and I wouldn't head it with a proper bat. You know, the size of that thing, you know what I mean? You would think I would be good in there, but I was hopeless. Anyway, I remember this particular session, going back, I was, where was it, Dunfermline, 25, so, yeah, no, 30 years ago, nearly now, and uh, see at the end of it, Bill, see at the end of the session, honestly, I was walking off the park, I felt drunk, <laughs> I felt drunk, I, 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 I must have headed the ball, and it, must, it must have shelled about, I don't know, 30 balls to me, Bill, and, and my head is heading the ball, probably no even with the correct bit of my head, uh, the odd good one, uh, and, and I'm thinking, I think I'm a donkey. I can't hit the ball right. I was I was getting it back to him, but that 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 would happen every day yeah. in those days. I saw an exercise show down at Sheffield. Nigel Clough was the manager, and he had the back four on the 18 yard line, and then he had a goal in front of them, and they were knocking balls for the halfway line into the back four, and the back four had to clear it over the. Over the goals. Over the goals. Mm-hmm. And that was a drill. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was saying to you earlier on. When I think of how we practice defending, it can't be as, as a, a barbaric. And that's what it is. You were shelling balls, as you say, in top of defenders, and they had to header it as high and as far as they could. Listen, we've got a guy in here on in, in, in a Friday night, who, is, who, for me, was the best header of the ball I think ever in, in, in my lifetime as a footballer and watching the game is Paul Hegarty. Mm-hmm. He was magnificent in there. And I've heard talk, Higgs talk about it and, and openly concerned about it. You know, he's just watched his, one of his teammates, mm-hmm. Frank Capel, yeah. you know, dying with it. You know, and, uh, and and Higgs is maybe approaching, what, late 60s now, Higgs, isn't he? Higgs is about a year, he's a year older uh, than me, you know, pretty much. It's concerning, I'm 50, 50. 54 in December, and, and I'm concerned. I'm concerned about my, my future uh, state of mind. I really am. And, and there'll be people. So am I when I see that bowling neck. <laughs> you know what? I actually thought I'd put a t shirt on in it. But you know, I think you went into the wrong wardrobe. <laughs> you, you are genuinely concerned 
Um, and, and and going back to my polling, I, I I genuinely think I'm the smartest out of three. You'll be anyway. sucking on a fisherman's that, friend by the end of the game. Booth, that actually. is that's your dad's. That's Willie Young. Is no, your dad listening? No, listen, listen, Willie. Go and look at the label. It doesn't matter. Your dad's wearing gear like that. No, is your fair listening? He's not. He doesn't listen. Let's see. What's, what 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 label is that anyway? It's big time. Oh, it's big massive. time. Aye, is that the name of it? Big time. It's Billy massive. above it. It's massive. <laughs> is it Billy big time? That's Sue Ryder. Right, going back. <laughs> going that's back that's what the bad says Sue Ryder easy Ryder it says Sue Ryder done season tickle going longer. back boys are we in favour of banning heading for younger kids and if you ban it for younger kids does it then gather momentum to the point where at some point maybe not in our lifetime football as we know it stops being football but as they, we know it because there is no head in the line they, then they ban it does they it ban- become a free kick if you hit it above shoulder height Youngie, they ban it as kids right they ban it as kids and these these guys go on technically to be good footballers and then they, 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 in the match situation where they're asked to head the ball and they've not been heading it as kids how does that how does that come to them then? It they, they, it then it. It's a lost start. Well, well, that's it. It's a lost start. You know, and then they get stuck after crowd because they're not heading the body, but yeah. they weren't taught to head the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a no win situation. Um, I think. Well, uh, I, I, well, I'm not having VAR. So, like you say, Bill, the game will evolve to I think the stage where they'll have no referees because they're now making calls for the the side of the park, and you can't heed the ball. Right, well, I've got another one for you then. <clears throat> what will happen is, right, there'll be no football as we know it. Everything will be played on FIFA. Aye. <laughs> Seriously. Aye. You'll get 11 players and you'll get your substitutes and they'll all have to sit in a chair and what they'll do is they'll all play a game and you'll play against your opponents and you'll all play a game and then they'll add up the total at the end of it and the team with the highest total from each player all put together... <laughs> They're the team that get the three points. <coughs> I think I've taken that. I mean, just a bit too far, Bill, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Wait and but, see. Well, uh, anything's, co- anything's I'd, possible. I, listen, you see, when you stop things like heading the ball, for me, we're already nearly a non-contact sport. Yeah. See, once you take heading the ball away, foot, what is football after that? Well, you, talk, you see the tackle yesterday with the Newcastle boy. Mm-hmm. I thought he's won the ball and it's a greasy day. And he slid in, and the, the Wills boys went over the top, rolling about the ground, red card. So you're right, there's no contact in it. It's not a contact f- sport anymore. You get what I'm saying about the referee situation? Oh, you saw yeah. the Everton game, he's not gave the penalty. What about, what Somebody about, shouted on him and said, oh, by the way, you need to go back. Somebody what on him? Shouted on him. Oh, right, OK. you got to get back. What about Daniel James? Is in Norwich. Did you see that one? Yeah. Oh, but he's, he's, he's actually lent into the, yeah. the Norwich player bill in the box. He's actually lent into yeah. him. And this guy 10 mile away, the VAR guy, who's probably sitting there, he, he's done He's, you know, I mean, they just wonder who's in the studio. There's, a, there's a, the today, they were talking about it this morning. Who was on? It was Nell Brazil, it was on this morning. Can't remember who it was. Um, it was Laura Woods, and she was talking to somebody. And the, the guy who's doing VAR in England right now, or yesterday, was an Australian overdoing some sort of diploma at the local university. The only thing I'd say about that is it could be a VAR referee from Australia because they've had it for a while. Yeah, they over have, there. and they did touch on that. But come <clears> on, a VAR. Nah. Yeah, but listen, here's the thing, guys, and I'm not being funny about it. 
it's all right saying that and being critical about who's the VAR referee and all the rest of it. And I guess they've got to be a referee and they've got to be qualified and they've got to know what they're doing. But don't forget, they've got all these different camera angles. They've got zoom in, zoom out. They can take a real close look at it. Now, I don't know. At first, I was for VAR. Now I'm against it, just by the way it's being used. Nah, a little bit of big centre-half. I'm not, I'm not big, having it, Chug. A little bit of the big centre-half at Everton. Uh, uh, he's watching the head of the boy Keen. He's watching the ball. He's watching the ball, and his foot, you know, he doesn't know it's clipped the, 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 the Brighton striker. Mm-hmm. Penalty. What a piece of nonsense that is. The Man City game, it took four minutes to get the game restarted after the second goal. Yeah. Now, are we going to get the stage It's American football? Now you need to go for three days. You need to take your bed. Unbelievable! And the, and Arsenal, it, and the it, Arsenal winner last uh, last night. You see that one? No, why I missed was, that. One. Was that? Oh, the boy Callum Chambers. Not having that. No, it's never a fill. But the one you're right about the one with Man City deciding whether Raheem Sterling interferes with playing his offside. Yeah. You know, it went on for for an four, age. Four minutes. You can't yeah. have that. That that you that know, can't. We, happen. Now we used to say, look, play the whole, play play the ninety minutes, play the full ninety minutes. And then you went. 91, 92, 93. We're now getting to 97s, 98s. Mm-hmm. We'll be going over the 100. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I agree with you wholeheartedly. You're totally. absolutely right. Totally. Let's bring Wee Telfer in. He's always got something to say on these things. If they ban heading in the senior game, I wonder what Levine would do if he can't play. Like? Hit it up to the big guy football. It pays it. Uh, yeah, Liam Telfer. Still think banning kids heading the ball is wrong. Yeah, sure, they could get dementia, but what's the next stop? Tackles in case they get a broken leg. Mm-hmm. And it is weird. Always it's very stop. positive, Liam. Isn't nah, it? Yeah. Liam, Liam always sees the bright side of life. He must go home at night and have a couple of happy pills before his <laughs> dinner, and then just tweet us a pile of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> so he does. Liam, I didn't say that it was Burns was again. Remember that pile of dung. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, right, boys, let's move to Jim the Crookshank. That's who's Jake. That is Jack Jim Crookshank's old. Pony. The old hearts keeper. Yes, he did the weird grey. Aye. They did when they were away for him. No, they didn't. He used to die it. Look, it's got buckles and everything on it. It has. Look at the neck yet. It has. That's interesting. I don't know what's happening, but we're getting a flood of calls in for some reason at the minute. That's <laughs> I have been, no clue why. That, that's been my mom. My mom watched that and she hung it out. No, no, it's your ma's. <laughs> <laughs> Who has it, Bill? It's what? Have you got it on the screen? Is that your screen there? Uh, well, why don't you click on the icon and see if it comes up? Because we're using it in there this afternoon. Oh, okay. All right. That's just we're talking. I was talking next door because he's, I'm seeing these calls. You've just put half, gla- half a glass going, hold it. I, 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 I know. I just, it's just <laughs> I saw these, uh, I saw these uh, thingies. <laughs> Uh, calls coming in, mm-hmm. and uh, Ewan says he's not seeing them on his screen. Let me just restart all of this. One of them is Jim Crookshank's grandson. <laughs> Who wants Want to know? that jacket back? Wants to know if, if... <laughs> but he wore that in the semi final. This is going too far now. This could end up in the Hamden Museum. This thing. That's where you go to. <laughs> There's been a break in the Hamden Museum. <laughs> Do you want to save changes to the and, uh, no, I don't know what that is. Uh, I'm not saying anything because I don't know what it is. What's that there? That shouldn't be there either. I don't know what that is. What time are we on it, Bill? I don't know. I'm still trying to make this work. You've been eating the ball after none? <laughs> <laughs> 
Shocking. I saw him. Oh, oh he's he keeps asking, one of the might have He keeps asking me the same thing, and I, 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 I get lost. I'm not doing it. I'm not, listen, forget that. I'm not doing it. I tried to do it. I don't know what's going on. Right, where are you going then? Where do you want to start? They've been, they've been playing with it all day. Well, we'll do what we always do. We'll start at the back and work backwards. So, mm-hmm. last game yesterday was Rangers against Motherwell. Uh, ended up Rangers 2, Motherwell 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my part, Rangers, I thought, were absolutely abysmal in the first half. I yeah. thought they were second best in every direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Motherwell took the goal well, but it was a goal he should never have got a chance to try and even get off. Um, uh, second half Rangers were better but I still worry and I've, I've been taking hammerings on social media for this all day today I still w- worry that Rangers are having to win ugly too often mm-hmm. and for me was you, if you have to win ugly too much there's a certain inevitability that you start dropping points that you won't do it every week mm-hmm. if that's what you have to do mm-hmm. Um I, I, at the same time, I'm kind of contradicting myself because sometimes I say when you're not playing well and you and can you... still pick three points up, mm-hmm. that's when you win championships. Yeah. But I think there's a limited life, if you like, a lifespan on how long you can go not playing well and still pick up three points. Well, um, I was I was most disappointed. I was most disappointed in the atmosphere of the place right away on the back of the Porto performance, which really... In theory, it was probably Rangers' best performance for a long, long time, and and and, and you know they deservedly, deservedly got you know massive pats in the back for the performance in Porto. But but yesterday he made four changes, and um, you know I just he, he's, he's certainly in rotation. He's got a big enough squad to to do that. But Rangers didn't start the game. There was no commitment. There was no atmosphere. They weren't then playing the front foot. The, the Rangers were absolutely shocking for 45 minutes second half they weren't much better though I sat and I watched that and you're right I think Rangers are you know uh, uh, they kind of keep getting out of jail like this because Motherwell looked as though they were containing them apart from the Motherwell you know I don't know what the goalies think Steve Robinson's getting, going crazy at the Motherwell goalie because if Rangers don't score before half time then it's 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 up, you know it could, could have went anyway. Rangers just didn't play with any cohesion. They didn't get it wide. They didn't whip it in. The best player in the Rangers team again was Borno Barisic. For me, he was the only one that passed. Yeah, Barisic was excellent. I again. spoke to Gary Ranson, uh, Gary Ranson, Gary uh, Ralston um, at half time. You know he was kind of in and out. I, I'm looking at his ratings again. I don't know how he's seen Steve Davis with an eight. I've got to say I don't know. I think Gary must be getting out on a Saturday night before he does his marks. A good lad, but I'll tell you one thing. He's gave Tav a six. I'd have gave Tav a three. You know, again, out in the paper today, how long How long can this guy keep his position at right back as a Rangers captain? Unbelievable. Uh, you know, taking free kicks, taking corners, taking corner kicks. Okay, we scored for eventually one of the corners where Big Hillander got a near post header. And it was a good header. He was brave. But Rangers, Rangers are... Are no playing great. Don't be kidded. The, the fans are all buying into all this. We're wonderful to watch. And I, I can't remember the last time I came away from when Rangers were different class today. Different class. Now, different class, and we'll talk about it, is Celtic's first 45 minutes at Aberdeen. That's different class. Rangers are not capable of that. Rangers have not got good enough players to play like that, Bill. The thing that worries me is that Rangers, and I, I heard Chris Boyd talk about this the other week on, on Sky when he, it was a Celtic game he was watching and then he compared it to, to Rangers. 
Celtic have got players that they'll run, and as they run, they draw players. And they draw them out of position for people to run either in behind them or at the side of them where they can get in uh, and then get in space. Rangers can play the ball square across the back, across the midfield. It goes forward, it comes back, it goes square, it goes forward, it goes across. See when you bring on, when, when Rangers run it, teams and they do it occasionally, that's when they open teams up because they draw players out of position. You can sit back on a tight line for as long as you want while somebody's not going to hurt you in their own half, they're midway in their own half. You see, if they're running towards you, you have got to commit. You can't back off, and I'll give you a good example of that. It's exactly what Aberdeen tried to do on Sunday against Celtic. Right. They backed off, they backed off, they right. backed off, and they got whipped. Right. And they got well and truly whipped. Now, Motherwell just let Rangers play the ball yesterday for as long as they wanted to in unimportant places. Rangers need to use people like Ojo, if he's capable of it, certainly Kent is, at running at people and pulling people out of position so that other people can get in behind them. Only my opinion. Yep. Well, my opinion on the game yesterday is Motherwell changed their shape. Motherwell, like you said, were going to sit in, five at the back. They were very compact. They had quite a, a low block. They didn't have a high a high defensive line. But the biggest lift I think Mother would have got was when the team lines came out and Jack and Morelis weren't playing. And, and Kent. I, and but more so But why is Kent not playing? But for me Kent needs games. Morelis I'll run, Mare- I'll run your ragged. Well, start and bring him off after I know he does the business. The so manager's bring- saying that neither of them are fully fit. Who's not? Kent and, Mar- and uh, oh, Jack. Well, well, Kent shouldn't have been on the bench, neither should Jack. Shouldn't have on the bench after I'm not only fit. telling you what the, you know, Rangers, but that, the, the no, manager I never says. read the manager's quotes. I didn't see the Rangers TV interview. I usually watch it, to be fair. But why, why is Kent not starting? He needs games. He doesn't need a rest. And, you know, I'm, I'm getting through... Listen, see... Brandon Barker, for me, isn't good enough to play in the Rangers' first team. Brian from Man City, went and loaned to Hibs, says it all. Greg Stewart isn't a Rangers player for me, quality. Why to win Premier League titles? Rangers don't have strong enough players, Bill, to win the title. They're not playing it. They're not kidding on you. Joe Aribo in the middle of the park as well. Honestly, the best player in the Rangers team is Borno Barisic, by far. Rangers... Rangers are not good enough to chop and change the way they're chopping and changing. Start your strongest 11, get the game done, done and dust it, and then bring them on. I don't know what, I, I don't know what the manager's thinking. I do not understand what's going on. I think Aribo's taken a step backwards. I thought the boy looked reasonably comfortable when he started. But now I don't know where he's meant to be playing. He starts in the left, goes in the middle, start, goes over to the right, comes back to the left, then in the middle again. I don't know where he's supposed to be playing. And if he, I don't know where he's supposed to be playing. If he's been given a free role, you've got to have more of an impact on the game he's, if you're given he, a free role. Aribo's got good ability, young. He's good. He's tidy and he's, he wants to get involved and get on the ball. He's got good feet and what have you. But... I, I, I just I just don't think Rangers. I, I, what did I say at the start of the season? Right, we had we had quantity over quality. That's what I thought he brought in. And right now I'm being proved right with that because Rangers, for me, don't have enough good quality footballers to win that league. And and the way Celtic are going is scaring me right now because Celtic are kicking on because they've got good ability as footballers. But they also play their strongest players most weeks. Well, game there you are. You've nailed in. it, wee man. Game in, game out. Brown plays. McGregor plays. Edward plays. 
Now, Rodgick, who I think... And that's, after a, t- that's after a tough Lazio game. Still to travel up north, Doesn't and he's played his strongest team. Doesn't matter. Rodgick's a good player, but can he get in because of the form of Christie? But when you're in, you're in. Mm-hmm. 100%. And that's that's a consistency of their game. Rangers' lack of consistency is with their squad rotation, and even with their personnel. When they play our field in different positions, or they play, uh, they don't they play with one setter, they play with two setters... They've invested in a lot of wingers. Jamie Murphy, can he get a game? Jamie Murphy's as good a winger. I, I know the boy Kent's coming back, but Jamie Murphy, in my opinion, is a tried and trusted player in, at that level. Centre half three weeks ago against Hamilton. Granted against Hamilton, no disrespect. The boy George Edmondson brought up for Oldham. You rate him. Was magnificent. He's nobody in the squad in the last three games. Yeah. What's that about? But I think when Rangers... You said Rangers' best performance... Um, was against Porto. And and again, my thoughts on that are because Porto come at you. Mm-hmm. Motherwell didn't come at you. Team Camano don't come at you. So how are you going to carve through them? Porto are coming at you. Well, that's, spaces, counter-attack. So you've got to go, For you've me, got that's to the biggest flaw that Rangers have got at the moment. They don't know how to unpick teams that sit back mm-hmm. uh, and, and let you come at them. They don't know how to unpick them. Celtic do. They play it down the channels. They run the channels. They bring people in short. They pass it through. They they draw players out, leave a space in the middle. Rangers don't do any of that stuff. Wait, I'm going to ask you something. Do you think Morelos is a better player than... Uh, um... Edward? No. A better player or a better goal scorer? Both. I don't think he's a better player, but I think he's a better goal scorer. Right, OK. Uh, who else in the Rangers team again, the Celtic team? Position for position? Mm-hmm. Mm, not for me. Right. Murder McLeod sat there for a season and ran that down my throat, and I was always constantly falling out with Murdo about that. This is uh, he's better than him. I think he's better than him right now. Keys up to Murdo McLeod because I've no go a Rangers player that I think can get in the Celtic team. Right, let's, let's and that's m- no just in, <clears throat> that's no just in current form. By the way, that's technically one v one. Borno Barisic right now is a better player than the boy balling goalie. Right, I would say that is the only Rangers player. Who has got class about him that began the Celtic team? The rest, I don't think. I don't think we're matching Celtic with quality bill. And you know what quality does? Quality wins leagues bill. And that's the problem. I think that the manager has brought into that club. He's brought in quantity over quality. Ryan Kent, seven million needs games. Get him in the team. And yet, in terms of form, in the last five games, Rangers have got a better record than Celtic. Fredo Morelos raises the crowd when he comes out for a warm-up. Defoe's great. Why no play two against Motherwell? Well, he did in the end. He did. But Why was... no start with two? Gung-ho, go for it, get the job done, get Alfredo off and give him a rest. So, uh, there's a lot of mistakes getting made here. Don't be kidding. There's yeah, a lot yeah, of mistakes yeah, getting made. Yeah, but Rangers fans at the minute are screaming at the radio. We're behind Celtic in goal difference. That's what they're screaming. You know... There's no that big a difference in terms of what they're saying. The manager's saying it in the paper today. I agree with you. We're in the semi-final of a cup. We're joint leaders and we're still in Europe. And that's what fans will be shouting Seeing paper right now, he's 100% right. Mm -hmm. But as as a team technically against our biggest rivals, we are miles away from it. Well, let's look at it this way. And this is the way that I would put it if I was talking to Rangers fans just now, which I am, obviously, that are listening to the show. And they're absolutely right. When you look at it, 
what's to be panicking about? And you know something? I'm fed up here's, sitting here. Here's the, here's fed up sitting here planning this, with this, with this. That. I'm going to get stuck off Rangers fans now because they're going to hear the truth from me when I'm on here because I'm fed up sitting back and defending and this, that. I don't think we're good enough. So if anybody's want to give me stick, Bring it on, I'm here to take it. I've got big shoulders. I'm fed up with the quality I'm watching in the Rangers jersey. They look bigger in that polo neck, I have to say. Yeah, why? Well, give name to some of the players. Kind of Bockley. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, I'm getting a wee bit upset. But here's... <laughs> here's, here's the, the point. Long John's is here's just so the a good point. idea. I'm yeah. like Pavarotti in a cake show. <laughs> <laughs> you can't order that, though. Cakes. Here's the point. In fact, see the second half, I'm going to sit with Nate Apple and then Oh, no, 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 no. Here's the point that I'm going to make, though, and this is the worry for me, and it's the worry that I I put out today, youngie, and that is it's okay looking at all those figures, and they're right. You know, there's a goal difference that's keeping Rangers off the top of the table, and that's it just now. They are in the semi final of the League Cup, so are Celtic. So, you know, the manager's making the point. He's making the point right. The point I'm making is if Rangers do not get better consistently, there is going to be more opportunity for them to drop points than Celtic to drop points by the end of the season. That's the point I'm making now. Everybody knows it. They give me pelters for it. I'm a Rangers fan. But the facts are the facts in my view. And again, like yourself, Shug, I'm not going to paper over the cracks. And there are cracks there. Yesterday... You know, they did stick at it. They did get the last-minute goal. They did pull out the three points out of the bag. But you know what? It could have easily have gone the other way where they were then well, two points behind Celtic. Well, how many weeks ago did we play Livingston at home and Livingston passed us off the park? Livingston were a better team. We beat them 2-1. London Dykes ran the show. Terrorised by centre-backs. Youngie. I don't think you need to look any further than what you've said. It's the... It's the rotation, I think, is losing the continuity of the team. Yeah. You'll see them, and especially, especially the teams that come and have a go at Rangers, it suits Rangers mm-hmm. because they've got players that can play in a counter attack. And surely, if you're sitting and, and you, you know, Cove, Cove <coughs> play Rangers at Ibrox in a cup tie, and, and you look at Ryan, Ryan Jack's not playing, Ryan Kent's not playing, Alfredo Morelis is not playing, that's got to give you a wee lift right away, youngie. I thought yesterday when I saw the team that Muller would get a, a wee fill up for it. I, oh, I, right. totally, I totally did. You see, there, there, there we've already got the reaction coming in. Who's on quality control? Same guy, Raymond Dennis. Nice to see a bit of positivity, FFS. Yeah, well, would you want I'll us to you, sit here and kid, kid, oh, kid have an own Raymond if you want to? Aye, we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're quality and we got a point in Porto. Suddenly we're the best team in Europe and all that nonsense. I Wake want, up and smell the coffee. I want mate. a custard pie and I've said I'll go down to the gates at Ibrox and people can come fed along with them and put I'm them well, in my face. I'm fed up with If at the end of the season Rangers win the league. But I actually went on Twitter today and says Rangers will not win the league unless they can get a better level of consistency into their play. Honestly. Oh, well, what? <laughs> Listen. At this time of the year, everybody's a quarter into the season. So you normally have a quarterly review. We did it on Saturday, showed the players uh, where we're scoring, when we're scoring, possession, chances, that type of thing. And the clubs will be doing that. What's the objective of Rangers and Celtic at the start of the season for the first quarter? To be top of the league. So both of them are top of the league. To be in the semi-final of the Cup come Halloween. They're both in the semi-final of the Cup for Halloween. These, these, are, these are targets that you'll have set your staff and your players. So, well, you've been critically the... You're not, you're not being critically the output, but you're, you're being critically the content that's getting the output. What you I agree with Bill saying, you keep you can't keep 
relying on that last minute header. You can't rely, you know, and nobody with bar teams. I said to you last week when I was on, and I said it twice before, Rangers have not got the stature to deal with what Celtic's playing first. Celtic were magnificent the first half. People are watching the game. If Celtic had dropped points yesterday, Rangers would have battered them all. And I've, I've, I'd just go back to the five, six years ago when the last time we had a really tight uh, league challenge when the two teams were, were neck and neck. And the team that played on the Saturday had the... Had the, the, the edge. Absolutely, if they won. Because then the team on the Sunday needed to then get back Rangers to get back to the top of the league. So if somebody dropped some on the Saturday, boom. The other team, whether it be Celtic or Rangers, had the characters that would dig out results. But are you I, I saying as well, Youngie, that if, 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 let's just say, Celtic winning early on, does that put Rangers on their guard? Does that them start thinking about various things we can't afford to lose here and they go out not to lose rather than to win? Maybe, maybe. And listen, players are no stupid. Would you rather train or would you rather play? Play all day. You'd rather play. And and I know the work that Rangers put in at the start of the season and I know the work they did at the last season because we saw some of the results. These guys have got their fitness levels in. You, they're good enough to play. Brown's good enough to play every game. McGregor's good enough to play every game. Forrest's good enough to play a game. Edward's good enough to play every game. They play every game. It's their best players. I I I don't I don't get it. You know I I just don't get how he, he, he can't start with a strong team yesterday. I'm not saying a strong team. That's disrespectful to no. the players. But for me, you know, uh, I, I watch it and I, I watch it and I've watched it for the start of the season. And, and I, I've got to ask. I, I just don't know what Scott Arfield's contribution is to the Rangers eleven. I just can't get that. Greg Stewart comes in, does a couple of great things, cuts in. Greg Stewart, Greg Stewart yesterday, done absolutely nothing for the time he was on the pitch. And I mean that. And I mean that. Nothing. Now, against Mother at home, now's the time to say, I tell you what, I'm going to show the gaffer I can play here. I want on this ball. I want to be screaming. I want to be hungry. I want to play for the jersey, even though technically my game's all about quality. But I want to show that wee bit extra as well. Right through the team. Connor Goldston and Philip Hollander uh, did their job, not a problem. Steve Davis was busy, but Gary Ralston, never an eight for me. He's a six and a half, seven. And and, and Defoe worked hard. He's got Defoe at seven. For me, again, was busy, but nothing. And Brandon Barker, he got a, he got a bad one in a bad shoulder, he fell. Uh, but, you know, if, if Kent's in the bench and Jack's in the bench and Alfredo Morelos is in the bench, I think Youngie's nailed it. He could sit here all night. Neil Lennon plays his strongest 11 all the time when he can. Stevie Gerrard, doesn't he? And that could be the difference. So, you know, it's it's something that you and I have probably not spoken about that much. So I know he's not getting much contribution on a Monday night when he's in, but if anything, we take that out of what he said tonight. <laughs> Does that, does, that, does that mean I don't need to wear the polo neck next week? But to his defence, he doesn't wear polo necks. Yes. Yeah, I know. And no, quali- no quality polo necks. <laughs> By the way, what a rash I've got in my neck oh, with, I'll tell you with what. that heat. He must have lost it recently. Yeah, I think about six. Actually, I'm just wondering, is that a polo neck or would that be classed more as a turtle? No, it's a polo neck. No, I don't know, Bill. It's a, a kind of hybrid, it's a, isn't it? That's exactly what it is. It's a... A polo turtle. I think it was a cardigan at one time. Well, I, think they sell- <laughs> I think that's had a few lives. <laughs> I think they sell one frog at Santa. <laughs> 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 
Don't you ever give me stick about my clays. And don't you either. Out with the boys' denims on with the ripping on that. The waist bits. I can carry it over. Right, and, Listen, and, you got to remember. you got to remember. You can take pot shots at me forever about my attire. Quality. See, trying to get clothes that look good on you when you're denims. as fat as I am. It's impossible. Quality super dry denims and Kurt Geiger boots. Oh, you know, and, and you're giving me a stick about my you pulling it. I have to go. To, I have to go to places like Bad Rhino and Giacomo to buy my clothes. <laughs> Get a grip, man. West End. There's, there's nothing that's man at millets. There's nothing. <laughs> that, there's nothing that I'm going to get that's going to look good on me. Well, uh, uh, listen, it's my wee grandson's uh, birthday today, and there's a great Facebook picture of him in his uh, his, his kilt. His, his ties a bit squirrely. Uh, but he's in, he's in his kilt and he looks great. And somebody said a man always looks great in a kilt. You should have seen me at my daughter's wedding. It was like. A Sack of spuds. <laughs> it was terrible. It was what? embarrassing what? for the poor girl. <laughs> I want to know what, what that started off. That started life as something else. That's not always been a Poland. I think it was a shawl. Aye. I think it was an old woman's shawl. And then it was a horse blanket. Possibly. By the way, if there's anybody watching the show, and I'm pretty sure there'll be a few thousand people worldwide, there'll be folks sitting there in America going, I'd love to get my horns in one. Sitting there, they're freezing. There'll be Eskimos watching it and going, by the way, we could start them up here in the igloos and all, start selling them. I don't think they'd wear them. You know, I, I think they'd rather honestly, be Honestly, I'll bet you're putting your penny. If I had a Actually, stop, I'm going to go with you. I think, <laughs> the, I think the Eskimos would buy those. They need something to start their fires. <laughs> I'm telling you, a stall at Wishy Market on a Saturday morning, oh. they'd be flying Double down that M close. Brothers. That wee close in oh, the way, isn't it? I got they, skateboard they, they would be flying out of Wishy Market. Paddy's Market, the bar is, Ingleson Market. Let's get a stall done. Aye, but you see, if they were being sold from there, you'd have to wear it like that, because one arm would be longer than the other. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm happy with it. It would look nice with the sleeves off as well. <laughs> Even though, as you say, they be balls that's Aye. catching underneath my right head, mill. But see, oh. for the summer, you could take the sleeves off and <laughs> knit one pound. Who used to wear them? Taps, Aye. 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 About a haircut mm. 100 used to wear them. Haircut 100? My God, <laughs> you're going back now, son. Had a few haircuts. You're going back now. You're going back what now. Did, what, anyway. was your, what was your hat? Love plus one. one. Yeah. Can you sing it? No, I can't remember it. Lead singer? No, that's love, not Love, love, love plus one. Ah, yes. Ah, yes I've got it in the motor. Lead <laughs> singer? Uh, Nick Kershaw. Nick Hayward. Nick Hayward. Oh, so you wouldn't see him cutting a boot with a pole and echo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mm. going to wear that if that one wins any. We're not any else. That's it. The last time I saw a pole and like that, actually. Oh, shut up, the pole and <laughs> The last one I saw. It was in the original Pink Panther film. David Niven wore one when he was out burgling. I was going to say, oh, because the lady loved milk tray. Oh, that's in it. You I could be that one. the Lev Yashin one. I've Aye. got a black that's one. Jim Crookshanks, away got... one. Aye, that is... <laughs> I've got a black one. Are you mating them? <laughs> <laughs> no, the years ago when you go, they play the ear uh... and they would give you a wee momentum for coming. <laughs> right, boys, I'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll speak about Celtic against Aberdeen. Uh, and see what you make of that one now that we've uh, been through the whole Rangers Motherwell thing. Uh, talking football for this Monday night, Gordon Young, Hugh Burns with us. But Hugh Burns is the one in the polo neck, by the way. 
Christine from Hull was persuaded by Lloyds Bank to talk to a financial advisor and ended up making an investment which lost money. She asked Goodwin Barrett for help and received £6,900 in compensation. Christine is just one of the hundreds of people who Goodwin Barrett have helped. So if a bank or financial advisor persuaded you to make an investment which lost money, then text GOOD to 6677. Text GOOD to 6677 now. It's easy to put things off. I'll sort it tomorrow. It'll wait. Well, turns out if you're a man with prostate disease, the sooner you spot it, the better it can often be treated. So if your dad or brother have had prostate cancer or you're having trouble with your waterworks, do something about it. See your GP or visit prostatescotland.org.uk for more information. Prostate Scotland. Pull your finger out. Do you hear that? That's your family coming round to your new house for Sunday lunch. Your son opening the door of his first home. Visitors arriving at your guest house. Friends coming over to watch the football. Scottish Building Society offer a range of mortgages, so we can turn this into this. Scottish Building Society. We've been helping people open doors since 1848. Call us today on 0345 600 4085. Scottish Building Society is authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Six out of every ten UK businesses could be paying too much for their energy. That's because 60% of UK businesses haven't changed energy supplies in the past three years. At Love Energy Savings, we make switching to a better deal fast and easy because we do it all for you. See if you could start making significant savings on your business energy bills now. Text SAVE to 66777. Text SAVE to 66777 now and love those business energy savings. Love music. Live sport. Talking football with Bill Young, Hugh Burns and Gordon Young on Rock Sport Radio. OK, gentlemen, let's move on. You're just in your polo neck there, son. Very nice, very nice. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Celtic against Aberdeen. Celtic absolutely annihilated, demolished Aberdeen. Uh, but to be fair, Aberdeen were there to be demolished. They had no midfield. They just backed off everything. They, they just offered nothing in any area for me. And Derek McInnes... I don't know. I mean, he put a brave face on it today. That you know, when we heard them after the press conference. But in real terms, see if it had been me, I'd have been lining them up against the wall. I really would have. Really? I I actually enjoyed the first half because when I turned it on, I saw my colleague Paul Hartley's hair blowing all over the place. <laughs> what about that? What about that studio? They were out in the middle. Of him and Strang were that's how B, that's how BT do it. They're freezing. And that made me tune in, and then I thought it would be one of the games that, just back for Europe, um, conditions not that great, and Celtic were outstanding. You made, you mentioned something earlier on, but which I totally agree with, how Celtic move players. And we work in a lot of this. I know sometimes I, I find an analogy, but that, that's, that's where you're working just now. And teams don't let you break them down easily. So you've got to get, our players have got to interchange positions. You might end up with a different shape, but it's all about the movement on and off the ball and I thought Celtic's movement on and off the ball was terrific if you think and you were again the week before Shug and they battered Motherwell with the same team mm -hmm. and everybody raved about the two midfield players who were centre backs mm -hmm. they just couldn't get the ball mm -hmm. they, 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 were, they were like the bird in the exercise mm -hmm. their heats were just burling oil apart mm -hmm. and that was because of Celtic's movement from inside to out outside to in front to back 
players running in behind. And if you think of the Motherwell shape, although Motherwell had five at the back, Aberdeen had like six at the back, and Celtic still cut through them. And that they were very, very impressive to the extent, I think, in the second half of the year that the recovery says. Young, Youngie, you've got to say, though, that there's there's one thing that I am going to say, uh, and this is a derogatory to Aberdeen because they were so poor. And you knew they were so poor because Christopher Ayer was one of Celtic's best runners yesterday. He was going from back to front to their 18-yard box, completely unchallenged. There was no midfield for Aberdeen yesterday. It was non-existent. It evaporated in the first half. The second half, it was slightly better. But in real terms, they offered absolutely no resistance. They didn't know what to do with Celtic, and it was because they just didn't try. When you actually think about the week before, it, was, it could have been a bit of false dawn. Mother will miss a penalty. Yeah. Aberdeen kick on. Mother will heads go down. Didn't he play flat? Aberdeen looked probably better than what they were. I don't think I was raving about them on Monday night. I think I was, I've seen how rotten Mother will wear. Yeah. So, Celtic go up on the back of performing Thursday night Lazio probably you know the majority of the game were probably the better team but still it was a scalp and a half to win on Thursday night do a very little Friday travel up to Aberdeen on the Saturday and he plays his strongest team and they all played in the front foot they played with pace pass and move there'd be triangles Forrest coming into it again the way he is Edward's first goal was magnificent you know um, and the wee the wee the wee right back as well, the wee guy they've got up. Frimpong. Frimpong with an eight. And I'm looking at them all, they're all sevens and eights. And strangely enough, uh, big Christopher Julian's got a five in ratings for Scott Burns. I think that, I don't know, didn't see the game, but I've seen the goals today, watched them, analysed them all, it's all pass and move and pass and move. The way Celtic play, front foot. Um, and when they play like that, they are just different class. And, you know, uh, you know, he must have been absolutely over the moon uh, how well... They've, they've come out on Thursday night when we all look at Aberdeen v Celtic Aberdeen, as Rangers fans youngie we we used to get excited about that get a wee chance Aberdeen come on roll over just roll over why don't you because see now they're up for the Rangers games Aberdeen because that, that that hatred of a game is always there and it's competitive and it's oh, tackles fly in you know with Strip it all back to the Vigilante thing and all that, right? And it goes back to them because there's hatred. But that seems to lift the Aberdeen players when we go there. But see when Selig go there? Oh, let's just stand off Selig. Let's go and come at. Let's go and win tackle. No, we don't. Let's just go and see how good they are. And they get pumped 4-0. Well, I don't find myself agreeing with Chris Sutton very often in terms of his assessment of things. But he used exactly the word that I would have used yesterday. Gutless. Well, That's what Aberdeen were for me. They were gutless. Aberdeen they at home have got compete. They showed no fi fire. They showed no competitive edge. Actually, to be honest with you, they were clueless. I actually put that it, for me, it was like a training game for Celtic. It really was. The, the fourth goal, I thought, kind of highlighted for me the, the lack of desire to stop the ball. There was like five Aberdeen players in the box and one Celtic player. Mm -hmm. He was able to take it down in his chest and finish it. Fine. But then if you go to, in a bad day and, and when things are not going right, you got to give some wee glimmer of credit. When the fight, when the half-time whistle went, did you watch the game? Mm -hmm. And Derek McInnes ran down the tunnel. Now, if I was one of the Aberdeen players coming off, I'm thinking... Have you ever been hit by a pie? Aye, I have. It'll come I tell it, boys. Aye, my ears were ringing for three weeks. I'd have run down the tunnel because if a pie's launched at you, you know it. 
but I think that was just a wee bit of body language, man management to say, I'm in here before any one of you. And I don't imagine, we, we spoke last week about you don't strip the paint off the walls anymore, but there'll be exceptions, and I'll bet you that was one of them. To their credit, it was damage limitation in the second yeah. half. Celtic used it as a kind of recovery session to get mere lactic acid out their legs, um, keep the ball, move the ball, but Aberdeen didn't concede in the second half. That's what you would be as a coach, going in and saying, right, we get an absolute Sydney in the first half, but do you know what, second half, that, that's the positive you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. You're, you, that could have been six, seven, that, that was one of the days where like, uh, Leicester the other night, mm-hmm. that's, the roof was in. The roof was completely in. And probably the worst thing uh, that happens to a team when you, you've got the ascendancy, it's half-time coming because you lose the wee bit of momentum. If you're the team that's under the cosh, you want, you, in. You, get, you want to get in, correct. Yeah. Well, but, that, that, that that's, again, it strips it back to, you know, he starts with his strongest, he goes with it, he gets the job done, and, you know, he gives the end of the we run out the second half, and he's had a good week. <laughs> he's had a very, very good, good week, week. Um, when you look at it. And, and and after, maybe a wee, obviously, you know, kicking the backside with a lovely result, uh, they've kicked on again. And, and and that's what good teams do. You don't then go into a bad run. Rangers Celtic generally never go into a, a bad run, but where Rangers are kind of stumbling, and I'm talking about stumbling here. I really am, because... You know, the the, the Lovey one was a stumble. The midweek bet Fred against Lovey was a stumble. And, you know, I just try to think the, 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 the league games. The Hearts game... Kelly game that we went to was a stumble. The Hearts game, one, one each at Tynecastle, we, we, we are mate, a stumble. You know, we, we, we're having too many stumbles compared to Celtic. Which is the Maybe point I made today. Celtic that if you, you know, if you keep chancing your luck, Aye. it will run out. Well, the, yeah. my biggest fear as a Ranger supporter is... We're levelling points. Now the goal difference swung again a wee bit, right? So you're looking at you're looking at Rangers being a bad result away and then m- massive pressure on going at Parkhead. And right now, the way we're playing, no chance we're winning at Parkhead. No chance. No chance, Bill. Let's talk about Derek McInnes because we were talking that there's there's a number of fans up in the North East Youngie that are not happy with Derek McInnes. Um, I know we're only a quarter of the way into the season, but we talked about it last last week, and that is how quickly you get to January from here. All of a sudden, it's a blink of an eye, and you're at January, uh, and the season's starting to turn. Fifth position, is it where you would have thought Aberdeen were going to be, and is it acceptable at this point in the, the, the league in the season? Well, I never expected Hearts and Hibs to be second or third bottom. Um, Aberdeen, to be fair to them, they've had a bit of a, a disaster with injuries. Um, I think it's a stronger season, a stronger league this year, but <laughs> <laughs> that's good for you, sure. That's brilliant. I'm pulling egg No, that we spoke that much about it all week, didn't we? That's our worst pulling egg this year than it was last year. Everybody, everybody you had on as guests last week, well, you know, you're pundit and a Monday night God, young reckons it's a, it's a weaker league. That's, what do you think? We used that every night, Bill. We did, we did. But look, we look, did. Derek's going to a new training ground, opens up on Thursday, so Alec Ferguson opening it up. I'm sure there'll be a wee bit of money put back for the budget um, to get all that up and running. Um, I don't know what stage the new stadiums at but they've not had a great run with injuries since where, the start where have the they been training young anyway now well they still I think they, they train there's two centres they train at the Barracks and they also train at the Bulgownie right but this new facility is, is ready to go on Halloween and I think that'll be that'll, that'll be a 
a wee a wee boost for the players. But is that the difference? Of, you know, making a good player a better player. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but you know, everybody's everybody's human nature. Creatures of comfort. They'll be in a place that's their own. You know, you, you know when you say, I mean, look, you play with Rangers and he's travelled all over the place. Well, we used the Albion and then it was sold, certainly. Yeah. And then they did travel because soon as came in, they, they used Jordan Hill and one or two places. The and then, grounds. You and know, and then obviously. See, when you've got your own place, there's a wee bit of comfort in that. I think my move to Hearts finance Murray Park, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> you could have called it the Shug's po- Shug Polo Neck training ground. <laughs> The Listen, though, let, me, let, me, let me ask you a question because you would expect a team like Aberdeen who were second for like two or three seasons while Rangers were trying to recover and come back you would expect them to be among the top teams in terms of having strength and depth mm-hmm. and getting two or three injuries or three or four injuries okay, you, you maybe feel a man down but you'd expect them to have enough in the the, the locker to pull out players that were going to at least do a turn for you well, you're looking at you're looking at Johnny Hayes. You're looking at Kenny McLean. Yeah. You're looking at Graham Shinney. You're looking at, at Mackay Stevens. Striker. You're looking at Rooney. Adam Rooney. You know what I mean? There, there's five. You lost the young boy Max Lowe at yeah. left back for Derby. Going over the last two or three seasons, yeah. how many have come in and replaced any players, Bill? Well, and players have come in. They've just not been a better quality or as good, well, in my view. Well, I thought one of the best signings of anybody over the summer was uh, Craig Bryson. And he's not been able to play a lot. You see, of games, I, I didn't. I thought it. Was, I thought that was a poor signing. I thought it was a name that he signed rather than the player, because if you look at Craig Bryson over recent times, he's been injury prone. He's getting to that point in his career where I don't know if you're. What's up with you laughing now? The <laughs> pull a neck. Claim <laughs> you pull a neck. I, I think... laughed at Wayne Jumper now. <laughs> 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 I just looked in there and we laughed at myself. <laughs> I walked through silver bombers. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> just before I couldn't. Was, was there a security man I'm, following I'm, you? I went for food. The guy gave me a, a, a table right away. No, he he must I know I wanted me in long. Let <laughs> <laughs> me sort you were out for your Halloween. Twenty macaronis, I went in there. But there's Uncle Albert. <laughs> See, I, I didn't think the Bryson one was a, a great signing. I must be honest with you. Well, I think a fit Craig Bryson would. No problem with the, uh, the SPL. Then he no should have. Then he, then he should have signed him five seasons ago. Then. Maybe, but I, I just think uh, I think Craig Bryson would be would be, the, would be the top midfield. And you know, young enough when they come cheap, that move. That, no, that, no, that'd have been quite a tasty little financial deal for Craig Bryson to be where he's playing, Bill. On the money he was at at Derby's last club, you know he's come up. And by the way, I'm, I'm not I'm not joking. I bet Craig Bryson's probably one of the biggest earners. Hmm. The big, big boy McLean's not really kicked on. Cosgrove's coming to the party now. Now I remember last year, he he, he couldn't get a goal. Who's who's no kicked on McLean? Uh, uh, Wilson, James Wilson, sorry. Oh, absolutely, yeah, definitely. Now, mm-hmm. That was that was one that they had high hopes for. Mm-hmm. I don't think McGinn's really set the head on fire since he came back for Japan. He hasn't. Career. No, he hasn't. Um, the two centre backs have been out most of the year, McKenna mm-hmm. and uh, Devlin, Mikey Devlin. And they've not replaced. No. They'll go back to Considine at left back, who is by far a better. It's an auxiliary back. left back. You know they've not replaced young Max Lowe. Well, for me, for me, it tells you everything when the goalie's been their best player this season. He's a good. He's good. And, and I think Goal's that's good. their two constants. I think their goalie and the right back, Logan. I think have been their constants. Um, normally, it'd be McKenna, and then you'd have Shinny in the middle of the park, and then you'd have uh, Adam Rooney or a striker up there. And I don't see them having that. They might be in transition just now and. I know they've got some good young players. We've got one out in loan, um, but they've also got some some other good players that are 
that maybe they're not ready to come into that. I think Derek yeah. McInnes is bomb-proof under the chairman. I think he's bomb-proof. Mm, I don't know because when fans start to round on the chairman, he's only got one option, and that's it's pretty strong. I think well, Stuart Milne, but what I was surprised at yesterday, there was a thousand fans left at half time, mm. and even looking at the game, the the end opposite the beach end was mm. empty, and that's not like Aberdeen Celtic, even although it's a twelve o'clock kick over twelve fifty. I bet that'd be a lot of Rangers supporters in there trying to get down to Glasgow for the start of the game. That's what, <laughs> that's what that would be. They'd be like really. Going back to Celtic, you know, they go a goal down against Lazio, they come back, they win it, they're bouncing. Uh, you know, it showed yesterday when they played, they came out and they, they played with confidence. When when Celtic lose games, it's against teams, again, <clears throat> for me, that, that park the bus a wee bit, that lie deep, put up that block, uh, and Celtic then start to play this slower build-up game rather than playing the national game with lots of movement down the channels and things like that mm. where they will draw players out. Yeah. Uh, and that's what Rangers did yesterday against Motherwell. Celtic didn't do that. They knew Aberdeen weren't offering any resistance and they thought, we're going to have a party Listen, here. But we, you know, we're here to talk about weekend events and that's what we do on a Monday, obviously. You know, uh, but you, you just... Yeah, there's going to be good results and bad results. and But I think we know... I think we know our players when we see them, right? We know that. We've been in the game long enough. We, we know when somebody technically is better than another player and, you, well, I'd, I'd use him before I would use him. And, and, and ultimately, it all comes back to deal for him, doesn't it? You know, there's no doubt about that. And and you compare. You're always comparing them. Uh, and right and right now, the way Celtic have kicked on after the Livy result, and by the way, up, leading up to the Livy result, they weren't doing that bad, but it's the end of the world when an old firm team loses a game. But they've got better and I think we've dipped a wee bit in, on form. And, and and by the way, Stevie Gerrard, for me, he's no daft. He knows his team right now are walking a tightrope uh, from a couple of bad results by the way for, for the league going over like that. Could go over Christmas. If we have a... I can't see the end of beating Celtic. We, we, we'll go and compete at Parkhead and I hope my team win. Of course I do. But right now, when it comes to quality, man for man, have I got a strong enough Rangers team to go... Toe to toe with Celtic at Parkhead in the November. Right now, I fear. It's the only good thing then, if you're looking for the for that for your your blue tinted glasses, is that Celtic will play like the way Lats- uh, the way Porto played. Mm-hmm. And if Rangers play that type of game, they've got a wee chance. It's, yeah, it's have teams a go. At, teams at Celtic will have a, absolutely have a go. Mm, yeah. And that that might help the way Rangers set up. But if you're if you're Callum McGregor and if you're Scott Brown and and you're if James A. Forrest and all these players, they know they're holding the jersey. And that is enough in itself to make sure you're on your game. And knowing that they can maybe take you off with half an hour to go when you're winning four nothing. Mm-hmm. And no Christy he's missed two games. He's been uh, arguably the best player in Scotland this season. Mm-hmm. And a guy I, I think very, very uh, much of is is Tom Rogic and he can't get into the team. And you saw yesterday's a class act. Mm-hmm. Now, that's that's the difference for me. I think they've persevered with, with the fullbacks and um, the boy Greg Taylor can't get in yet. So that's somebody looking over their shoulder. I need to play well. Whereas I think I think the Rangers thing still back to like that, the academy, we'll all play and you all get you all get sixty minutes and we're all you know, and we keep the ball and we move and we move but we don't go anywhere. Sixty three percent against Mullow yesterday. Young, you know, with all you you know, you you're you're in the game. You're you're right now active in the game and 
and Bill and I definitely value you, you know your opinion because you know how it works. You, you, you're 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 hot. You're in the game. Your team are doing well. I don't get me wrong. Listen, you're in the second division. You're hoping to go up, but you know the game and you know what's happening. I just don't think that the right things are happening. Where you're right, academy, you know mentality, and you're right, give everybody a game, keep everybody involved, keep everybody happy. No, get your strongest team, win games, and keep the momentum going. And then that just flows right through the club then, rather than Chopman changing and doing what he's doing. And, and I think we were of the opinion that's what, what he was going to do when he says he, he needed two players for other positions. Obviously, he, he then, you know, was was then going down the rotation route. Uh, route. And Celtic don't do that, do they, know? No. They don't. They just start with their strongest 11 and, you, and go with it. Here's one for you. Think back, you could name whatever team you follow or whatever team you liked you could actually name the team mm-hmm. and back in the day when they didn't have as many people in the squad you could name Mullow's best 11 you could name Hearts' best 11 you could name Celtic Rangers you, it just trip off your tongue mm-hmm. and I think you, Celtic's the only team you can do that with now yeah that's a good point Liverpool you can do that with now mm-hmm. Liverpool you go right the team is Alisson mm-hmm. uh, Arnold uh, Robertson uh, Van Dyke. the only question marks who's going to be placed centre half with Van Dyke? Then you go, there's our midfield three, and there's our front three. Mm-hmm. That's Liverpool's team. Mm-hmm. And you go back to Shankly, when he got interviewed one time, they won the league in his first game, he says, well, what's your team? And he went, same as last season. Mm-hmm. That's consistency. That's that's game. We've got players, again, I'll make that analogy, we've got, we've got players that can't get in the team. And rightly so, they can't get in the team. And they, the boys they, are doing they well understand that. Mm-hmm. And their attitude's fantastic. They, they come and say to you, I just need a chance. I'm no one here to rock the boat, I just want a wee chance. That's that's the game. Well, 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 well. Celtic do stick to it, and they do it, and that's the way they do it. And I'm glad they brought it up tonight. It's probably something that we maybe, maybe no looked at and and no realised that's what they're doing. But they, they really are, and and they're good at it. And what they do, it works. And maybe it's something that the manager. But surely, manager might look and, and, and excuse me for being naive, or maybe worse than that, stupid. But surely, Stephen Gerrard looks at Celtic and sees that as well. And thinks to himself, "This is what. This is why they play with the consistency they play with." But he's also got a. He'll have a game plan, and in his head, he's hitting the numbers that he said at the start of the season. His, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, Rangers fans, as I say, will be screaming at the radio saying, "I don't know what the panic's about." Yeah. It's only goal difference that separates us. We're in the League Cup semi-final. Yeah. You know, bloody, bloody, blah. We're holding our own in Europe. The nearest Life's good. The nearest, yeah, the nearest team to us is eight points behind us. Yeah. The gap gap is getting bigger Bigger between Rangers and Celtic and everybody else. Mm -hmm. So Rangers fans will be saying that, and you can't argue with them for saying that. But if you look at the bigger picture, guys, the way that we do, you've got to start to say you can only get away with a smashing grab for so long. Mm -hmm. You run out of bricks eventually. Well, I hear the drones, I hear the groans, I I hear everything that goes on when about men and, you know, the men stand guys sitting, you know, if you're sitting in the gantry, you hear it behind you and they're... They're, you know, they're no shy, you know, even at 5 nothing. I think against Aki's they were still getting some of the guys' pelters. So they are a hard lot to please. Rangers Celtic fans are of, of similar out with that. They need to, they want to see the players doing the best of their ability. But um, there's just, there's, I don't think, I, I, I think that people that know the game, and the fans know the game, don't be daft. A lot of the fans know the game, they're there, they've seen it for years and end, and they know the game, and, and they must begin home at night. The same as what we're talking about right now. Going, dodged a bullet the other day. We're not playing well. We're not playing well. There's something not right. 
and and there's no there's no freedom, there's no there's no zip, there's no one twos, there's no linkage. It's it's as if young Rangers are playing like like individuals. All all the things that you've just mentioned that are weren't there yesterday were there against Porto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if if Stephen Gerrard was in in front of whoever the chairman is now, and he was getting an appraisal this morning, he would pass with flying colours. Because of the stats that were said, mm. I don't think that's that's a bad. Why would he need to look at Celtics? He'd be everything he's he's garden will be rosy because they'd make a plan at the start of the season and say right, we want to be at this stage in the first quarter, in the second quarter, and then we're challenging. So you'll not really be too bothered, I don't think. I think we're because it's that Rangers Celtic playing at the same, t- you know, just back to back. You're making comparisons, and you're making comparisons because one playing such an uh, an open style of play, but at the end of the day, both get three points. But mm. I, I'm looking at comparisons with players v players. I Rangers know, players I, I agree with you on, I you totally know, agree with you on I, that. I, and I'm looking at the, the, the Rangers players, basically, for me, nobody's good, no, no good enough, no, no as good as the Celtic players. And that scares me, because I know when Celtic are on the game, Rangers need to be, <laughs> we, we need to play absolutely out their skin right now to match them. And they did that against Porto. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I, I get that, but you know. But again, it's I, a different style of game. It's, I, I, it's a team minute, coming wait, at them. Wait a minute, you'll get that when Celtic Youngie, play. Youngie, is Porto, was, was Porto that good? Are they that good? They weren't bad. I don't think they, they weren't bad. bad. Well, I don't, well, I'll tell you what. Bad. How would they do in the Scottish League? No, I don't know. Because it's not strong this year. <laughs> not as normal. Uh, I'll tell you. I've got a question for you too. Go on. What's Rangers' best team? Rangers. I could tell you Celtic's best team and so could everybody else in Scotland. Well, for me, I could give you Rangers' best team. Uh, I would start with, obviously, McGregor and goals. Tavernier would be right back. Uh, Golson, Katic, and then uh, Barisic. Midfield, you'd be going with uh, you'd be going with Jack. You'd be going with Davis. Uh, Arfield. He seems to be in it. See, just now, I think Aribo's confidence has gone since he got that injury, since he got the head knock. But if he's fat, he's in the manager's team. Yeah, yeah. I'd certainly start with Morelis, I'd start with Kent. Mm-hmm. Ojo's yet to convince me. Manager's raving about him, but I, he's yet to convince me. I've got he to be come on yesterday again, a couple of half-hearted challenges. He's a winger, he's, a winger. he's no naughty, you know, so he'll... He'll try and nick the ball, and it looks as though he's kind of pulling out. That's what wingers do, isn't it? You know they don't. Although, having said that, I've just mentioned Katic. You know, I, I couldn't really fault Hollander in the last two or three no, games I think he's played. Ed, Edmondson's the best centre back at the game. Well, I haven't seen as much of Edmondson. I've only seen him play once. Yeah, well, once or sometimes. <clears throat> I'm thinking if if Jack Morelis and Kent, Kent start yesterday. It's different, a, it's game. A different game. Different game. So I agree. That's that's maybe and maybe we're not giving Gerard enough credit that he's getting the wins and he's keeping them fresh. So only time would tell. Ready to kick that. on again yeah. for the Well, I'll tell you somebody who won't uh, get a pass in his his quarterly report card, and that's Paul Hickenbottom because I said it on Friday, mm. but I got the score wrong. Uh, that they surrendered the lead too often. They did it again on Saturday mm-hmm. uh, to come in with a two each draw, youngie. Against Ross County. Ross County, you took the Mickey out of me, Polo. Uh, 
um, Marco Polo you took because I said to you they'll have no fear going to the capital after their visit to Tynecastle they'll feel that they can get some kind of result at Easter Road and you said well because they go to Tynecastle they like Edinburgh mm-hmm. That was exactly what you said. In okay. fact, it was close to what you said. How I you bet said? I never it. said anything like that. You did. You should have been you a telly that. That's his double. <laughs> See if you pull your jacket up like that. <laughs> Look at him trying to pretend he can't hear it. Oh, that funny. You can't ignore it because you've got headphones ringing in your ears. But look, the point I was making. I think it's riding up a wee bit there as well. Do you know that? Do you know that Hibs have lost here? Yeah, Shug, here's one for you. Uh-huh. Hibs have lost twenty one points from winning positions. This well, uh, you know, it, you know, it's quite good in, in uh, the record. I sat on a, a Monday. Hibs still blowing it. Paul Higginbottoms, you're right. Men has lost lead again at home to Ross County in five of the last six leagues. 70% of their games they've scored first. Celtic, Hearts, Aberdeen, Hamilton County. From experience, at Dundee United, we lost nine games for winning positions and get relegated. That that happens. There's something not right there. There's something not right there. What is it, though, that's not right in your view? I just don't think they've got... It's not, it doesn't seem like a happy place. It doesn't seem that they're all pulling the, the right way. And I thought when they went 2 nothing up on Saturday, like, oh, come on, this and Johnson result, I could see Hibs getting a result and maybe kicking on a wee bit. I don't know who they'd play on Wednesday. Uh, Livy. Well, another very, very happy. Easter Road, they've got Livy. But, but they're already talking about boycotting that game. <clears throat> the fans are now, they're not happy. The big boy, uh, Brian Graham, said it was like a morgue. So... You know what, like, the word gets about, and, and teams know, players know. I agree with you, there's something not yeah. right, and that you don't see players playing with any kind of enjoyment. No, <clears throat> and I, I know there's, there, we, we really uh, dug into this last week about the big boy Doig, and, and about them not being able to score goals, um, and, and there might be that wee bit of them and us, some of the imports that have come up have not been that great, and they maybe, like you say, sure, they've been good money. Mm-hmm. So, if you're playing with somebody... And he's banging you the goals. You're not caring how much he's on because he's helping you get your win bonus and he's helping your, your, you be successful. Where I just don't think there's a fit with the type of players that are, that are in the Hibs team now. Yeah, I'm looking at team Hibs, you know, and, and I watch the goals a day. They get two up at home, you know. Come on, just kick on and win the game. And then it was actually a, 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 an attacking move by Hibs. <clears throat> that they lost the goal away down the yeah. corner ping ping ball pinged about before you know it uh, great finish by the way with the big centre forward big big boy Graham what yeah. a great, great turn and finish in the bottom uh, right hand corner goalies left but Ross County do that they don't know when they're beat he's got them tell, so well organised but at 2 nothing down the amount as you say we've discovered that how many teams would come back from being 2 nothing down at Easter Road normally well the game would be put to bed yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I remember we said this last week and I you know I kinda drill in a wee bit about the shapes and the formations. And that's a Ross County shape. Four four one one, four four two, home or away, that's where they're strong at. They bottle up the middle of the park, they get balls up wide round and they play in that, that formation. That's that's when they went to Celtic, they had to change their shape and when the first couple of goals get in the roof's in. Well, the if boot. things don't get better, is Higginbottom gone by Christmas? Yeah, under pressure, Bill. Got to be. Can't game much longer. They could get dragged into a relegation fight. They've got good players. Um, I like, certainly, Scott Allen scored a great goal. Second goal was magnificent. That's what Scott Allen does. He drives. Knew exactly. He's pinged it into the bottom left-hand corner. But kick on and win the game. Kick on and win the game. Do your manager a turn. I think he's come up here. He's assembled a squad right now. 
he's bought players and they're not good enough. Well, it's his team, it's his squad. Well, it is. Yeah, I know he didn't hear that a few players. There's some, you know, there, there's some good players in the team that he, that were previously. Yeah, but Shuggy, he had a decent clear out during the summer. He did. Mm-hmm. I, I worry when, when, especially coaches come up for down south, they do think this is a lesser standard of the league. They don't get the pace of the league. And they come in, and this guy's come through the the, the academy ranks, and and he'll be he'll be playing a shape and a, and a style that's manageable down the road. And they underestimate our football. I told you before, I was part of it, and I saw a guy coming up trying to say this is how you got to play, and the players don't buy in. We spoke about the Kamarnock thing the same way, but interesting, the 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 rumours down the road are that Barnsley would take him in a minute because he was very successful there. So you wonder why would he want to put up with all this? My main concern was who would come in and, and pick up players that you didn't sign? Mm-hmm. Where, is there any more money to say, right, OK, these guys are not good enough. How do we turn them over? So I agree with you. I think, the, you know, the, certainly the budget uh, to bring some of these players in was more than sufficient. Mm-hmm. And there's something wrong in there. Aye, but, aye, but that's all very well, uh, you know, bringing the, the quantity in, but it's got to be quality. Got to be good players, but, but he in, must. But no no manager, no manager brings in players thinking no. they're not good enough for no. his team. No, no but he's, the man. But wait a minute, the man, the managers brought them in on what they've been doing elsewhere, which maybe, is the point. Youngie maybe makes. There's no, maybe not, they aren't good enough. But it's yes, do, it's yes. Him, then. But it's if do, he thinks it's down to his knowledge of a player, you're right. But if he thinks that he's bringing them into a lesser league and they've performed well from somewhere else, mm. wrongly he's thinking that. Yeah. But it's a good point, and you've made this before this point about how people come into this league and they don't they don't get the physicality, they don't yeah. get the pace of it. You know, players as well as actual managers. You know, and, and this is when it all backfires. It's all right bringing guys up saying they're silky footballers and they play a certain way. How many times have we said people come into the game they're either players or managers and they try and play a certain way in Scotland? It's not the way we play. Well, you it's know, the, the pressure on. See the thing when you said, and this would this would be worrying for me if I was if connected with Hibs. People catch on to you quickly. We're no stupid. The coaches up here are no stupid. They catch on very, very quickly. And when players, they might have players there that know that the other the opposition's got your number, and that's difficult. Yeah. And when things are not going well, you've not got any belief in the system, and you've not got the quality that's going to make your system unplayable. And that, to me, is is, is a concern for. So you can bring top quality players to any leagues in the world, and they'll play. But if you think of the guys that we export to England we do more we, we're more successful um, down there than some of the journeymen mm-hmm. that come up here yeah no I agree you'll get lucky with a couple you, and it'll do to their character their attitude and I can only look you know as far as Motherwell when you look at the Louis Moults and some of the people that were good picked Louis Moult had something like 13 teams before he came to Motherwell mm-hmm. and because he was a hard worker and I don't have any bones about it I remember playing against him and, and the manager at the time said to, to me he didn't fancy him the Mullow manager. And uh, me as a Mullow liker. <laughs> Fan? Yes. I thought he was, uh, I th- I thought he was a, real, a, a real fine. Mm. But there's a couple others that have come up for the, the lower leagues and, and they've bombed. And that's the underestimation of the... Of the and you know, wrongly, wrongly, Shug, the fans at Easter Road will think, we were 2 nothing up against Ross County. It was a foregone conclusion. Because they'll not give Ross County the credit that Ross County should get. Come on, Hibs are at home. 16,000 there. You're 2 nothing up. 
Hibs v Ross County. Come on. Hibs have got better players than Ross County. They obviously haven't. Well, they have. And they're not doing it. I'll, I'll bet you when that first Ross County goal went in. Heads down. He would be sitting going, here we go. Because right. that start that you said, but I've been part of that. I saw a car crash unfolding in front of me and you, you'd be dominating games. You're one up and you could go two up, you go three up and you've got a striker who's the, the most prolific goal scorer in the league and he doesn't fire and you know it's coming. You know it's coming. Let, let me take you back to Archie in that famous season where almost every game at home they lost a goal in the last five, ten minutes and they went from winning games to drawing games or losing games. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's what happens, you're right. Once People start thinking, God, is it going to happen again? When's it going to happen? How's it going to happen? See, when they went 2 nothing up, every member of that staff and that team would be saying, I wish it was 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And, and, Let's get in here and get our And result. it's just the nature of the beast that the paper I've got in front of me today is, is the Hibs manager. Now, this guy picks the strongest team that he thinks you know can win the game. They're two up. They're at a big club, earning good money, a great earner. You know, and it's an honour to play for a Berlin football club. But sadly, it's the, you know, the, the manager who's standing there and, uh, you know, I don't do walking. He's got a walkie-talkie, obviously, because he's in the, in, the, in the stand. I won't walkie-talkie away. And it's suddenly the, the, it's all about the manager. So, it's you know, we, we're talking about the manager, but it's the players that's got the manager into the state that he's in. Because they're not doing that. They're mm. not playing well enough. Yeah, I, I was probably expecting a lot more for Scott Allen, Stevie Marlin. You know, there, there's some good players but there. To, Chuck, to be fair, to be fair. You see the he must. But to be fair, Scott Allen's, you know, a week ago he wasn't starting. Well, that was doing it in the gaffer. See, I also, sometimes it's just fate. You look at some of the, the stats here. Hibs have got the bulk of the ball. They've got 13 shots, six of them are on target. And they're even, they've got the most, they've conceded the most fouls. So that shows you they've got a bit of dig. But the start that's the most important one is 2 2. Yeah. But I, and that sometimes that's fate. You get some of these seasons, you go, this, it doesn't matter what you try, doesn't matter what you do, if it's not for you, it will get by you. It will get by you, totally. Mm. Eight points, horrendous start. Hibs fans must be looking for a change. I don't know who gets that job, if, you know, if he does move on. Striking? No, he's director of football at Dundee. Yeah. Well, I heard that idea that it could be beginning. Don't see it. Don't see it. Jack Ross? Don't see it. No, I don't see no. it. Paul Hartley? No, I don't see it. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see much with that ball in it. Trouble, <laughs> I, I don't know who would be uh, be looking at that, but there, there must be there, Leanne Dempster. Jack Ross? You you couldn't beef. He just said that. Oh, one. Did you just say Jack Ross? Oh. Sorry, Elvis is dead. You've been, you've been having head. Uh, honestly, you've been having head sessions. Presley or Costello? Both. Oh, jeez. You've been you've you've no, been, you've been the ball afternoon. You've been out against the wall. <laughs> Yogi. No. No. I'll tell you. Here's one. Mad Hibs fan played with hearts. Go on then. We rubble. Rubble. Mm-hmm. Doing well, Inverness. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Hubs, Hubs fans. Hubs fans would take that. Tommy Wright. No. No. Yeah, that's not as no. daft as it sounds, but no, not good enough. No, not big enough to go to Hubs. Well, maybe that's not the case. Maybe he's just outgrown St. Johnston. Mm, no. 
No, I don't think he all can right. be. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. But the boy's still there. We wish him all the best, even though we've got him out of job and somebody else. Listen, listen, look, we know how quickly things can change. Our next match tells you that. Oh, uh, look, at, that. look at Kelly against uh, St Mirren. You hot there, son? Hot? <laughs> wow. Revenge of the polo neck. Hey! They said I shaved there and all, but like, oh, rashed up when they got up. I, I think there's a Stucky in four in there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, K- Kelly won St Mirren nil. You've inherited that nest. <laughs> Kelly Kelly won St Mirren nil, and it just shows you how quickly things can change. Kelly now sitting third in the league again, and at one point we were saying that we're going to be struggling. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, but you, Mr Alessio, to his credit, has gone back to the drawing board and he's gone back to Clarksville. Yeah, you, you wouldn't believe it. Gary Dicker got seen the header seventy-eight minutes. He got the winner and. Uh, you know, things have just dramatically calmed down in Ayrshire. And, um, you know, you look through the team there, who, you know, and I used to be able to rhyme it off, I can't now, but um, <laughs> Alessio's changed that a couple of times. But you actually, when you look at the players there, Bill, um, with O'Donnell, Finlay, Dicker, Power, McKenzie and Brophy, you know, the majority of them is Stevie yeah. Clark's team. He, I know he's, he juggled that about, and Alec Bruce, come on, for Finlay after 26 minutes, must have went off with a knock. Uh, Chris Burke, come on for Liam Miller at 68. Uh, so, you know, it's amazing how how that's turned out. But there's maybe something that's a lesson for Paul Hickenbottom, and I think it's to the credit of the Kelly players and the Kelly manager that they were all able to sit down and have an open and frank discussion where it's taken them back to where they were in terms of the way they play and how they do it. And for me, I think that's a mark of a good manager, that he holds up his hands and says, listen, guys, I'm happy to listen to you. And the players feel that they can tell him exactly what they think but is missing. Anything anything that you're, you're taking on that's successful, you know, it's, it's a no-win situation for you. You just need to look at what's happened at... The Arsenal over the years for Wenger left. Look, look at Man United for Fergie left. Is Wenger left? Right. <laughs> Did he go with Elvis? I don't, I don't know. I'll need, I'll need to take a check here. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you know, you know. Try, try to take on something that's been so successful is very difficult. I know the commander thing was certainly, you know, only over a season. But to take on those players who, who were all doing it for the manager, who would all have been... But no Shug, manager Shug, you and I saw it with our own eyes. He tried to change things, and he tried to change it in a way that was never going to work. And you could see the players shaking their head at him at the side of the park. And well, Broadfoot was one of them. Shaking their head that. at each other. Mm-hmm. And now they've sat down, they've had a powwow, the manager's been big enough to say, guys, tell me what the problem is. And, the and players have been open enough to say, and had enough trust in him that he'll listen to them without being vindictive. They've told him... They've all got the, the joined up the dots there, and the picture looks great. Totally agree. Well, you know, I think you know what the crowd was on Saturday. I don't, know if you... don't think they were asked their view. You can only, you can only... Aye, I don't think they were asked their opinion. I think it was just the players and the manager got together. Shut I up. could be wrong. You can only pee with the willow you've got, <laughs> <laughs> and that's back to being successful. <laughs> <laughs> he comes away with them, doesn't he? Oh. Hey. Power. Power. Are we on that? Are we on speed dial at Ofcom? Only <laughs> <laughs> the players are the, the the players that played in the, the the system, played in the shape, and they were they they totally agreed how um, 
not basic, basic, but how how simple. Simple. Was. Yeah. Well, there you are another thing that takes my way, Kilmarnock. The fan that's creeping up as well. The attendance. I know. What way the St Mirren brought down? Maybe a thousand. Tops. Uh, maybe. Uh, yeah. Six thousand three hundred and eighty-nine. And I'm glad to hear it because that's you know, a, look, that's that's good. Good look, we that's had good. we had them down among the dead men a few weeks ago, and it's no mean feat. I know it's early in the season. So be five and a bit thousand Kelly yeah. fans here, which is, by the way, double. That was going to watch them at one point when oh. pre pre Stevie Clark. Three point. wins, a draw, and a loss in the last five. And and by the way, the way they're playing the now, okay, we're going to go to the game on Wednesday for part. They, they could go and beat Mallow. They could go and beat Mallow. And that'll be a very good game on Wednesday night. Actually. <laughs> He'll eat he's, all, he's all been heeding the ball today. <laughs> I've got my ticket. I'm okay. I can slag. I think you've been heeding a medicine ball. Um, no, I, I I think that's a, a really, really good game. Real good game. But anyway, can I quickly just say I know we'll not cover it, but in case I forget it, I brought three one at party. Oh, was... a cracking result! What a great result! And thoroughly deserved from our man next door, who, to uh, you. who uh, gave us a. a I think you'll be getting a game shortly if he hangs about. You know what I mean? Uh, and Tissel got the sale back. Now you doesn't like training. They go no, no. Especially if it's morning training. You doesn't like working. Um, <laughs> you know, it went one each after fifty nine minutes, and you're thinking. Are both are going to kick on now, and a great result as well for for Morton. Dundee United two 0 there. Yeah, they've kicked on for you, left youngie. <laughs> seven and a half thousand there. Look at that. Can we, can we seven back, and a half thousand. Can we get back to St Mirren, Kelly? Yeah, yeah, we can. But I was just quickly covered. That's me covered the championship for you, know, Bill. Where, where you want? You know, what I mean, there you go. You want to get the crossword out? No, no. I told mum it's my wee bible. Do my your paper. stars? <laughs> my wee paper. What's that dear dear this then. Dear dear this says don't wear a polo neck on Monday night. <laughs> you have a wee rash and that'll be in there. Yeah. Um, no, he's going to explode. How's the other wee rash? The wee rash is fine. I got the old clear on that one. Um, you know, Stevie McGinn believes St Mirren still should call if you want to go into the St Mirren angle and defeat to prove they can push up the Premiership. Saints were better than come on up for spells on Saturday, but paid a price for lapses at either end. Jim Goodwin said, in fact, McGinn said, it was frustrating to create the chances we did, and you don't take them, you don't see all that in the paper. Uh, but you see, that's that, that's say. that's what we've been talking about for weeks with St Mirren. The fact that they create chances, can't put them away, and normally they defend well. They've got a good defensive record. And the fact that, you know, Kelly won, won nothing tells you that it was it was a tight game. I know the ratings as well, actually. If you look at the ratings, you know, Stuart Finley's been off injured, but St Mirren are all seven in sixes and... Um, you know what seven six was. Right? You, you know what seven six was. Oh my! Is that much a polo neck was? It's a doggy license. Apparently, <laughs> both the centre halves uh, are both injured and could be out for a wee while. That's it, Mum. Yeah, no, at uh, Kelly, Finlay, and the Italian fella. Yeah, Pedro, Del Pedro or something. Yeah, Del uh, Del Piero. Del Fabio. Fabio. Um, well, that's a loss, you know, but again, it gives you Alec Bruce the opportunity to come in. He's saying, give me a break. But listen, here's here's the thing, and Youngie, you're a coach, you'll know this better than Is me, it? but... <laughs> Bus? <laughs> Driver? 240 and you... Cut that. But, but here's the thing, you see, if you go back to keeping it simple and it becomes about the formation, then you can maybe lose players a wee bit more because somebody can come in and you keep it simple, they just do that job. Yeah. Okay. Right or wrong? Totally right. Totally. You, well, you, it's true. If you you know you get rid of these, you know it's the same as managers when they move on and managers come in and 
you know, they, they take the reins. Look at Dundee. No, seriously, look at Dundee United. <laughs> For the mess, this guy in Mixwood Park Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> had Dundee United in. Oh. They were in the bones of their backside. He was determined. He's stealing a living off that club. He's determined. Forget Polonex. <laughs> you know, that doesn't pay the wages. He was getting paid to Good. drag that club down. Dear Did me. you get them relegated? That's on my CV, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you got a job after that? How can you go and get a job in the game? I wish I come down, me and Mick soon, and <laughs> you see me jobs in the job centre. <laughs> Never mind pulling X. Uh, but it's too young, ain't it? You can afford to, I don't mean you can afford to lose them, but it's less damaging if it comes about the way you play rather than the personnel. Well, when you're recruiting a team, you've got that shape in mind. So you're thinking, and, and go back, maybe go back to Rangers, because you'll be thinking, like you said, sure, two for every position. So they've got a 4 3 3 style of play, and how he wants to invert his wingers, and how you know he's got the difference. Eh? Morella's going long, and, and eh, the four coming short. short. So it's it's easier to make changes when, you've, when you'll when you be working on this weekend, day in, day out, all the time, repetitive. And if you lose a player, then it's, it, it's an easy slot in, or an easier slot in. Mm. Definitely. But. Y- you, you could look at the Liverpool situation where Liverpool of old have always had that in, in the locker. Still starting with, you know, when Soonis and that played, strongest team, having players on the side coming in and yeah. they know what the job is of that particular. But the reserves playing the same shape and that kind of idea. So, uh, you know, it could be uh, kind of be, be similar. But be- again, you know, you didn't do a good job, didn't you? <laughs> I think it was a stronger league then. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk more football and rock sport right after this. The list of things you need to do gets longer at this time of year, whether that's for the house or in your business. So take one thing off your list right now. Your septic tank could need emptied. Let Grant Henderson Tankers empty your septic tank in the home or work, farm, factory or workshop at very competitive rates. We are septic tank specialists, experienced, safe and dedicated to environmental safety with our own licensed disposal site. Find out more at wemovesh.it or call 01698 284987. Grant Henderson Tankers, let the experts manage your waste. Alan from Bolton was persuaded by his bank to put his savings into an investment bond, which then lost money. Luckily, Alan contacted Goodwin Barrett, who helped him claim back £15,500. If a bank or financial advisor persuaded you to buy an ISA, unit trust or investment bond and you lost money, then Goodwin Barrett may be able to help. To discover how much you could be owed, text GOOD to 6677. Text GOOD to 6677 now. At Motorpoint, we put the super into car supermarket. We're here to save the day with a choice of over 7,000 low-mileage, nearly new cars. Find your next car in a flash with our lightning-fast service and same-day drive-away. Plus, with Motorpoint's price pledge, if you find the same car for less, we'll match the price and give you a £50 Amazon voucher. Visit Motorpoint Glasgow today, just two minutes from Junction 3 of the M74. T's and C's apply. See website for details. 
Have you picked up the Feel the Heat brochure from your local plum base? Get one today and take advantage of great offers, including Polypipe's Polymax 100-piece fittings bucket at £99.99. That's a 15% saving on purchasing individual pieces, and it's exclusive to plum base. The Polypipe Polymax 100-piece fittings bucket is just part of the Polypipe range available in the plum base Feel the Heat brochure. Shop online now at plumbase.co.uk or grab one from your local branch. Love music. Live sport. Talking football with Bill Young, Hugh Burns, and Gordon Young on Rock Sport Radio. See, one week, one week, I'm going to get my get my phone out and I'm going to video what happens in the commercial break with you two well, well, and well, record just it. Just tell you, obviously, I've taken pelters and eight about my, you know, when the boat comes in, look, and. Uh, <laughs> We're just saying to Youngie again on, on Facebook. That's Twitter. who you look like. Who? Para handy for the vital spark. <laughs> Paralytic. <laughs> Paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just to let people know that Youngie's uh, no long back from my bear. Uh, he's come back. He's look, looking very, very tan. But he's actually, four weeks down the line after coming back, he's actually... You know, got a better tan than when they come. <laughs> when they come back, so he's got a wee deal with a local sunbed shop, and he's he's down there, top it up, and he, what you're laughing at, Bill. Don't encourage. In you. fact, that would buy Susan. You know the the, the old sunbeds that you used to rent, and it used to just lie on the bed. He's got the big ultraviolet light on up in the bedroom, so he's up there topping it up. So don't kid yourself. That's a cannabis plant. No, I'm, no, I'm telling you. <laughs> don't say that for God's sake. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm telling you. <laughs> So there you are. What, what are we doing now? Oh, no, St. John- about tans, St. Johnson against Hamilton. <laughs> St. Johnson oh, three, uh, Hamilton tans. two. If, if Tommy's ever looking for a result, Saturday it was. And, and it, how many weeks have I spoken about young boy Mikael Miller who scored a great goal, by the way? What a great touch it was and he gets in between the defender and the goalie. Slips it by the goalie. Aki's get herself back into it. And then, of course, they get, they get the winner, St. Johnson. And it, this is quite strange because this is something... But never- here's the sickener. What? Because of results that went on about them, mm-hmm. nothing changes. Well, I'll tell you what changes for me, and it, it caught my eye because Mikael Miller was quoted in saying that, and I read it. Uh, Mikael Miller revealed he's never heard boss Brian Rice as angry in the dressing room down... What was he saying? In the dressing room and down after Hamilton, their shock 3-2 loss. The Aki's boss was raging as he couldn't see out a draw after hauling himself back. And he says, by the way, he says, your manager set us out to do a job, we let him down. Well, I was delighted to get on the goal. The manager went absolutely crazy with us in the, in the dressing room. And that's no look chipper. Chipper's very laid back. And, you know, we we had him on a couple of weeks ago and said, do you ever have a go at your team? Well, I'm not really. You had one last week. Aye, that's what I'm saying. And, and I says, do you ever have a go at them, Chipper? He says, oh, well, I try not to, but seemingly on Saturday. Um, you know, they were just absolutely he was going off his nut in the dressing room so. well, that's a great statement for the boy Miller we let the manager down, mm-hmm. so they've gone with a game plan they've gone with, they know what they've got to do and, and they let him down, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that well I, 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 I don't know what we tipped in Friday night, I knew it was going to be tough for Aki's going up there, but I thought it was probably the right way to go uh, and the right time to go up there and, and get a result, but seeing Tommy getting interviewed it takes a wee bit of pressure off him um, but he still looks as always get the world on his shoulders but as you say Bill the way the results went nothing changes n- nothing changes and who have they got who have they got midweek Hearts at McDermott well that possibly you know they could get something out of that to be honest with you so um, good win here's the encouraging thing for Tommy 
And I never thought I'd say I'd hear myself say it this season the way things have been going, but they scored three goals. Yep. I agree. I think St Johnston are one of the teams that are in a false position. I think, well, maybe I've not seen them a lot, but their team is better in the position they're in. We've said that before, haven't we? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, and I, I kind of looked a wee bit deeper, and it might be a, a, a root of the problem is they've got two very young centre-halves. Now, most of the other teams in the league are very strong in that position. And I think Jason Kerr, I, I did a bit of work with him at East Five, and the other lad's only 19. And you know, when you're up against seasoned pros, um, that might just be I think, I think a learning curve for them. Uh, so it's a good point. I think it was a lot of it. They'll just talk you off your game. I think they were unlucky they lost the big boy Shaughnessy, the big centre half. Yes. Who came as a right back for uh, Aberdeen. But uh, I think Tommy had nurtured him into a centre half and, and he's now at South End, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and I'm just thinking the wee boy uh, Anderson as well had played there for years. Fraser Wright played there for years. You know, they had they had players there that, that were always the mainstay, as Young said, the centre backs. And they're probably not. I think the boy Easton, who's now at Hamilton, played as an auxiliary centre back as well. So they always had somebody to play in there and strong. But um, great win for them. But Chipper seemingly was getting off his nut. Well, you can understand why, because he'll gone up there thinking there's never a better time to play a team like St. Johnson. That's right, exactly. And go up and, and, and lead as well. So, say a lot for it. I think Young Witherspoon scored two great goals. I watched yeah. his second goal was a beauty. Yep. He's cut inside McKinnon. McKinnon came on as a sub and he's still the right back to watch your honour, watch your honour, watch your honour. He kind of dies in a wee bit, McKinnon. And Witherspoon shows him the eyes, goes on the inside and slews it away into the bottom corner. And then had a great chance to make it, you know, the, um, get his hat trick. But, by the way, I've got to say, the, the kid that scored the winner for St John's, that was a good finish at the back post. St John's had 20 shots. Uh, well, you know, they've obviously had the majority are, of the game then. And possession. So, uh, you, you take that as a mirror with the hips scenario. They've went leading, came back, and they still had the gumption to go and close out the game. That's yeah. a massive result for St Johnson. Yeah, it is, it's huge. Yeah, uh, look at the, did you see what the crowd was? Uh, the crowd was not even given. No. Well, see if I can find it. That was. There it's here, 2,231. <coughs> you could get mere folk inside that polling neck. Could actually, to be fair. Nobody's warm in I there. wouldn't want it to go wet and soggy. They'll <laughs> be going straight in the washing machine when I got my road in oh, anyway. Maybe an sure. industrial washing machine. For right. that. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's a, it's brilliant. It's, I, I'm absolutely delighted I'll give you something to talk about for two hours. I'm quite delighted with it. Anyway, where did Tommy go here? Does he kick on? Does he hopefully get a result? 2,238. <laughs> 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 Your clothes for you, uh-huh. iron your clothes for you, hang your clothes up for you. So my you. mum went out her way to take that grey one off me and my black one 
Take it to Larkall, washed it, and and walked into Marty Jennings and hung it out of her back door because my mom lives in the wee flat as well now. She went, that's been to Marty Jennings and it's had a good air. And no, <laughs> I think your auntie Jet, she'll get popped out that house for <laughs> hanging that up the back. It's had a good air. Oh. And actually, I put my mom in the way down the night. I said, Mum, I've got that nice pool in it. Oh, that nice grey pool in it. So I went, oh, I'm wearing it tonight. That's good, that'll oh, save you getting the call. Dear. Actually, I think it's been lifted off a line in Larkoll. <laughs> Do we see the miners' rows? There'll be an old boy sitting freezing. <laughs> You're away with his, his good son, the pool in it. He's pulling it. Shut it, Sue. 20 caps, didn't it? Uh, Livy against Hearts, nil nil. Yeah, just, I, I think that's it. Aye, it's. Uh, I watched the highlights. Uh, I didn't fancy hearts. What highlights? <laughs> I was in the bath. I tried to watch the highlights, but I couldn't find them. Uh, uh. I, I think probably, you know, Craig again with a point is no no pressure off. But again, they went and, you know, had a game, was it? Uh, Lovey, wasn't it, on that eye? Because I didn't fancy them. Mm. With the two centre backs on that surface, I thought. Yeah, you mentioned that on I, Friday. Let's get a point out of that. I think they'll be quite, quite happy, to be honest with you. And uh, that's the way it's materialised. So um, it's interesting you said about the pitch because I heard Craig speaking and Naismith trained in the morning, so we obviously wanted to risk him on that pitch. Mm-hmm. But he did a full training session, so I think you could maybe look at him starting on Wednesday. I. I don't think it comes down to when he starts. I think it's how long he can keep him fit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not what you risk him on listen, that surface. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree. There's a lot of keys. Get, there's wee niggles. You don't get rid of it, and it comes back and it creeps back. And he's been out a wee while now. He <laughs> must be out about six weeks at least, huh? Maybe two months. Has he played this year? Or maybe eight weeks. I think he's six played. I think I think he's maybe played <laughs> once this season. On the back of a four-year deal, that ain't too bad, is it? And the back of the four-year deal was him being out for a while last yeah. season with a knee injury. Yeah, it was a strange one. I think we covered that a few times and how that came about. Uh, good luck to the player. Well done. There's uh, also, I read an article about the boy Claire that plays with Hearts. Mm-hmm. And he's, because of the pressure he feels under playing with Hearts, he said to go and talk to some psychologist about the pressure of being a Hearts player. Yeah, with it, with like but the, the expectation that goes with it and... You know, he's getting a bit of stick in the Rangers game, I've got to say. Um, he's had a bit of stick on and off since aye. he got there because I think there was an expectation level which has never been reached on a, a consistent basis. Has good, you know, there's, there's some things he does are fantastic. He's got, it looks as though he's got a great touch, he's got good movement. And he's stuck in against the Rangers, I've got to say. He's one of those players that looks like a luxury player yeah, for he, me, he though. He, he doesn't do enough, enough work for me. No, I think he needs to work just that wee bit harder. And let the quality shine through, but work hard because they'll demand it there. So they've got to work. But up. fair dues to the boy if he's feeling the pressure, yeah. he's gone to speak to somebody and and get that kind of sorted and a get him realigned. Psychologist, is it something maybe like that? No, is it? A, As a, sport, a sports psychologist, but it's a, according to this, and I, you're right. You said the highlights weren't great last night because they kind of glossed over it, saying it was nothing each draw, wasn't it? Brilliant. But Hearts shape before three, two, one. I think Claire's better at one up. In that number ten, if they play me two number tens, Dick Pierce will play. I, no, no, you're right through the middle. But I, I see Claire being able to get behind teams. Rather, but according to the shape here, he's, he's sitting a bit deeper. Well, he has been all season. Yeah, but I think his best position is in that second striker role, somewhere where he can go in behind and he can threaten teams because he has got a bit of pace. I, th- I think he's, he's he's certainly no you know he's he's best foot forward. 
needs to be shown more often. He's got good ability, good feet, and 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 quality is there. But again, is he letting the manager down? Well, a wee pal's been on again. Hearts can't even beat a 10-man Livy team. We were poor from start to finish. The Hearts keeper was lucky to stay on the park. Right before the red card, the keeper took the attacker down with a headlock. Uh, Levine has had enough time now. He just keeps coming up with excuses. We don't need excuses. We need results between now and when we play Rangers on the 1st of December. We have to take maximum points against the teams around us. Or is it Anne's aim to give the club back to the fans as she found it in the championship? Because if we don't start getting wins, I can see Hearts getting relegated. He doesn't mince his words, young Telford, does he? Liam the Grim Reaper Telford. <laughs> he's obviously been banished to the spare room. He's but not the, but, dinner the, made. but to be fair to Liam, he's a dyed in the wool jambo. And to be fair, he's been consistent all the way through with this. Yeah, he has. Consistent you know, he, slaughter. He's, 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 yes. Exactly he's never given up on his quest to have him removed. No, he, ha- he hasn't. And I've told you, Liam, I'll tell you something right now, wee man, you'll be listening there. But Big Levine will still be your gaffer May, and I'm telling you that right now, he'll, he'll come good, the big fella. He'll get it right. But off the pitch, they're very successful. They've, I think they've now hit, uh, is it £9 million, um, on the fan ownership? Now, that's probably as, as big as any fan ownership mm-hmm. in the UK. Um, and that, that's that's a, a fair milestone. And I heard Craig talking about that, uh, but I read what I'm talking about, the fans buying. I know maybe you know, they're not all that happy about the style of play, but you, always, you need look at off-field topics as well, like Aberdeen going to a new training ground. You're not taking half sugar. It's irritating the hell out of me. Irritates the hell out of me. Unbelievable. Never again. I think your sheet's going to explode. <laughs> is that going to difficult? <laughs> nobody's brown as yours, is it? No, nobody's brown. No, not at all. Yours is purple. Old Tropicano <laughs> there. <laughs> Right, listen, I'm going to cut things in so that you can get away and get your jumper sorted. Get my face here. You're, you're away. Oh, that, that's in the bin. <laughs> Take my window, my, my convertible bit. Oh, do not know any way, him. <laughs> <laughs> you better hope the pause don't pull oh, you Please up. tell me that's not a euphemism. <laughs> right, boys, that is it. Yeah, for, good show. Uh, Enjoyed that. For tonight. Thank you. We'll be back tomorrow talking more football. Who'll be in the studio with me? I have no clue. None whatsoever. Love music. Live sport. Talking Football with Bill Young, Hugh Burns, and Gordon Young on Rock Sport Radio.